Welcome to episode 203 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man who's on the other side of the bay. The man who once took mushrooms and tripped out to a Terrence Malick film. <laughs> it's Randy Michael Stapp. Yeah, that's me. I, uh, I want to try that again. You want to try that again? Yeah, maybe throw on Tree of Life next time. I feel like that'd be better. Oh, boy. You've been, you've been taking the mushrooms lately? Uh, what's going on? No. You've got, a, you've got a cold stop on the shrooms? Yeah, baby. Cold turkey since the uh, shelter in place. Since yep. COVID. But haven't you... But you've pivoted to uh, other uh, uh, reality-escaping uh, offerings of the earth, Yes. Uh, I had some some marijuana mints for a little bit, but I went through those. I have some uh, CBD gummies, but those are not mind-altering. So now you're just going straight uh, reality and booze? Yeah, you know, we do what we can. We got we to cover up this world one way or another, Randy, so I wish you nothing but the best, and maybe <laughs> we should get back there with the uh, psilocybin. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was a good a good time for the, for that. Well, uh, I'm going to bring in uh, our guest this week, uh, who's joining us again, Jasadi Perkins. Jasadi, uh, have you ever uh, you ever uh, experimented with the uh, mushrooms over there? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I am I am so scared to try any hallucinogen. Why? Are you ex- <sighs> you're you're afraid to explore? I saw, I mean, I, it, it's just a lot of things. I, I think just like not having like control is like a very scary thing for me. But I, when I was like in high school, I was doing like a video. I had like this video production class mm-hmm. and I did like a video PSA like about like not using drugs. And I watched this like 1960s or 70s PSA on not doing LSD. And it was like the scariest thing because this woman was talking about how she took LSD and was like walking with her boyfriend to the hot dog stand and everything was fine. And then when she got the hot dog and and uh, bit into it, she heard like the hot dog like screaming, like extremely. <laughs> and they play it out on the PSA and she's just like crying because she thought she killed this hot dog and the hot dog is like screaming at the top of his lungs. And it was just like the scariest thing. And I was like, fuck, I feel like. Hear me out. That's going to happen to me. I want a hot dog now. Yeah, me too. Same. Also, hot dog lungs. <laughs> hot dog screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> lungs are probably at hot dogs. So that will check out. Exactly. Also joining us in the intro each and every week, it's Oksana Valeria Navarabosachi. <laughs> Drop the middle name. <laughs> it's part of the bit. I Your middle name's a bit now. Oh, good. How's everything, Oksana? Pretty good. What'd you, have you done anything today? Did you, did you venture out to the store? Did you make a Costco run? No. I signed into um, HBO Max, which we now get with our internet provider. Do we? We do. I signed in on the Xbox downstairs. I watched the first episode of We Are Here. Well, shit, holler at me because I'm paying $15 a month for that. Drop that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deal. And I cried like you would at a dog, like trailer. you cried at what? We are here. What's that? It's it's not even sad on it. I mean, it is. It's um, 
It's these three drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I've heard about this show, so yes. So the, the first episode, they go to Gettysburg, and they put on a drag show, and they involve people from the community. So it's like, the one that got to me was uh, this mom whose daughter came out to her as bi, and then she, her immediate response was, you're going to hell to ask the church to pray for you. Mm-hmm. So she moved in with her dad because her parents were divorced, and the mom hadn't seen her for like eight months. And this was kind of like her big... Uh, you know, show of uh, changing and evolving. And, you know, uh, I got very emotional. I don't know why. <laughs> now, the, you said the first one was in Gettysburg? Yeah, I only watched Did they the provide an, an address for them? Nice. Thank you, Greg. Yes. Gettysburg address. I'm excited. That, that was a. Yeah. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers <laughs> brought forth upon this land the new nation conceived. I forgot it. There was one um, straight ally. It was this this uh, black guy who was in the I can't remember what his title was but he he dressed up in drag too as like a sign of you know being an ally and being like you know uh, you know in this historically racist there's still like uh, confederate flags were still uh-huh. shown and things and he dressed up in a like colonial themed dress uh-huh. <laughs> he had to learn oh, to walk yeah. in heels it was like a rough all right. Well, uh, this week's episode is just Russell, Randy, myself, and Mr. Perkins just shopping it up, talking shop. It may take six hours before we start talking about movies, as Russell cannot stop talking about other podcasts, mm-hmm. cannot stop talking about history. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, we get to some movies and have a good conversation. So... Uh, enjoy that episode and uh, Oksana here we are another week and this is just your segment now because the world's not changing it won't change people refuse to wear their masks they're out there Uh, everyone's getting COVID my mother got COVID this week she's doing much better she had fever for nine days straight she's just down to under a hundred now she was a hundred and two for eight straight days before she went to the hospital yeah, I had to force her to go <laughs> last week. But uh, she's doing better. But uh, stay safe, people. And uh, Oksana, you can tell people that they can go out there. They can experience movies. They can experience the escapism that we all need from the safety of their homes. And how can they do that, Oksana? Well, uh, speaking of mothers... <laughs> I want to start this episode because everyone so far this month has had an episode fall on their mom's birthday. Today is my mom's birthday. Hey! So, happy, <laughs> happy, happy birthday, birthday <laughs> <laughs> Um, So we're going to go hang out with her after this. Nice. Um, so I spent a lot of time looking at the Westwind Drive-In website. Mm-hmm. They have uh, several locations. They're in Concord, San Jose, Sacramento, Vegas, Reno, and they, um, they're doing themed double features. So their, their calendar is like, it's not updated as uh, in advance as I'd like. So some of the past ones or upcoming, I have a hard time telling, I'm still getting used to their website. They're doing The Purge with The Purge Anarchy. They're gonna show Paranormal Activity with The Blair Witch Project, The Hunt with The Invisible Man. Um, and they're, it's 825 for general admission kids between 5 and 11 are 175 
um, and kids under four are free. Um, you can see their line. What about fetuses? That's, <laughs> that's a. I feel like that's a layered discussion we don't want to get into in this hot ass room. I'm already sweating. I don't know how you guys have been in here. It's not that hot today. This is actually perfect temperature. This is exactly the right amount of cool and heat. <laughs> the most optimal. <laughs> well, I've been downstairs where there's no carpeting, and I've been loving it. Up here, it's like a sauna. Well, I have a question uh, about the drive-through. It's gonna sound weird. Drive in. Drive-through drive movies, not a yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, okay. <laughs> just, okay. Um, so, uh, for driving movies, do you know? I don't know if you've been to one, but can you back in your car, or does it have to face? I have never been doing. Wait, what? <laughs> Why do you want to back in? Because so I'm about. To, so my old car. My remember I was telling you my transmission went out of my old car. Yes, sir. I'm inheriting my grandfather's old uh, car, oh. and it's a pickup truck. And what I want kind of truck. It's a it's a 2000 Chevy Silverado 1500. And so uh, I want to, you know, I want to have the back, and I want to like those are good trucks. Yeah, I want to I want to lay out the back, have like a. I don't, I don't know how far apart the cars are. <laughs> I can imagine people having, I don't know. Also, good tailgates on those trucks. Yeah, yeah. Not good tailgates on the Fords. And I'm a fan. Have you seen, have you seen the Ford Bronco that dropped this I, week? I need that. I need that. Everyone life. needs it. <laughs> it's a home run, man. Like, Ford's changing the... Like, They've been sitting on the Bronco for 25 years. OJ yeah. killed it. And then finally, it's like, it took 25 years. We're like, you know what? They have to get the We've been out missing out a lot of money. And dude, they're going <laughs> to crush Jeep. Oh, yeah. They're going to crush them. Jeep fell off, though. I mean, right now, I'm in a Jeep Compass, a 2020 Jeep Compass. It, it's it's a fun little car, but it's like, it's not You talk Jeep. about transmissions. Jeep transmissions are garbage. Oh, yeah. I'm already knowing. It's a rental, so I'm not even sure. Yeah. And it already sounds funny. I'm like, glad this ain't mine <laughs> alright <laughs> Oksana uh, end us from car talk yeah please um, so you can see the lineup locations at westwind westwinddi.com they also have Facebooks for all their um, different locations also this week on the 24th the rental comes out it's from IFC it's about um, it's two couples on an oceanside getaway grow suspicious that their host is spying on them the one that was written by uh, Dave Franco and Joe Swanberg. What? Where's this available? It's IFC, so a uh, limited theatrical run, probably SoCal, but I'm sure it's going to be on VOD on, on this on the 24th, this Thursday. You said it's called The Rental? Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah. the, the same day, The Amulet is coming out from Headgear Films, never heard of, um, on the 24th. About um, It's about a former soldier... A former soldier is brought to the home of a lonely woman who needs help looking after her dying mother. But he soon re- notices something strange about the elderly woman who ne- never leaves the top floor. <laughs> That's called the amulet. That's also going to be out on the 24th. All right. For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those to podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher. Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not any of my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. And The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Randy? Uh, I just got a noodle delivery from uh, my friend. So, yeah, I'm going to eat that and we'll see you next week. 
Wait, 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 okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the, the, no, no, no. You can't just power through that. Okay. So you got a noodle <laughs> delivery from your friend. Yes. Does that mean he gave you dick? What's happening? <laughs> what does that mean? No. Uh, is my friend runs delivery driver. <laughs> sort of. My friend uh, is doing this thing called Coach Supper Club, which you can find on Instagram. He's raising money for uh, certain local uh, Oakland um, charities, and him and an, a partner made a bunch of Mapo tofu noodles to uh, raise money. So they just delivered them. Oh, that's very nice. That's way different than what we was thinking. Yeah, that's, that's way better. <laughs> Less salacious, but uh, better for the uh, the world. I'm never salacious, you know this. This is true. I was trying to make a salacious crumb joke, but it uh, didn't happen. Because you don't really get crumbs out of noodles, do you? <laughs> tofu. Oh, God. To- who is tofu for? <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> All right. Who like to eat sponges. Uh, the, the, and they're tofu noodles, Randy? There's noodles and then there's tofu on the side. They're not um, tofu noodles. Gotcha. Yeah, take that tofu and use it as a paperweight or something. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the episode and we will see you next week. Good luck. Good night. Godspeed. Eat your noodles. let you know i'm i've started off the day on the wrong foot so hopefully this can help but I, i'm a little i'm a, i'm coming a little punchy today you know why I, I made some bad choices already really yeah today today bad choices okay all right i go trying to go get my car wash over at that one car wash worth anything in the peninsula Hell yeah and it's a <laughs> nightmare <laughs> that's Randy a good car wash it's a great car wash unbelievable line so then i was like you know what i'm gonna go get breakfast and then i'll come back maybe no it was the same and the breakfast i go and get i go to carl's jr and get a breakfast burrito single-handedly the worst food experience of the quarantine at carl's jr is awful i got a jack-in-the-box for it was cold oh it was cold man the 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 little hash brown things they were probably fried at four thirty this morning, and just sat there not under any sort of heat lamp. They, it was awful. You didn't go back and pull a Karen. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> it was awful. And then and then I come home to orange juice. I bought some new orange juice yesterday, but I tried to support the the little guys. Little Sunnyside Farms. Your family? It's trash. Little, Sunnyside Farms isn't little guys, dude. Well, compared to, I don't know. I just. Their family. He's a little guy. Tro- it's not a Tropicana. Tropicana. I, I <laughs> Simply Orange, I like. Yeah, Simply Orange. And I like uh, the other one Florida's Nature, Florida's oh, yeah. whatever. Oh, I only drink Agent Orange. 
<laughs> so it was oh, this is terrible sorry. orange juice. So then I had backup, but it's, it's pulp free. Why do you have so much orange juice? You like pulp? I love the pulp. Oh my god, love the. I pulp. like the pulp too. No fiction about it. That's a fact. <laughs> That's pulp fact, baby. What's your thoughts Cue on the pulp, soundboard, Randy. I I dig pulp. Maybe like light pulp. Yeah, not heavy, pulp. but no, yeah, I, I like some. I want to chew my orange juice. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. Until I swore off orange juice. That's what I used to do. Why'd you swear off orange juice? Too much sugar. I'm just now, I have been anti fruit juice my whole life, except for uh, the one time I used to drink <laughs> a lot of um, carbonated grape juice. Oh, okay. And I may, I may have told this on this show, uh, but several <laughs> Christmases ago, I got a yeast infection. Yeah. From drinking too much uh, fruit juice, really? Yeah. How yeah. awful! All that, all that acid. I didn't know, okay, and this- it was just like the, this awful growth happened around okay. my butthole and balls. I'm, I'm going to apologize because <laughs> I, I am ignorant. I didn't know men could get. Yeah, Nor I did I, my friend. But what about fruit juice? Gave it to you. G- I'm, a, I am. I am. Google. Men can get breast cancer too. It was confirmed. I know that. It um, was confirmed by a medical professional that I got a yeast infection from sparkling <laughs> Welch's white grape juice. Uh, men can get yeast infections too, which but can lead to a condition known as uh, blatinous inflammation of the head of the penis. Yeah. Infections oh! <laughs> in men are common because the fungus that causes yeast infections. Canidia is normally present Can- on skin, especially moist skin. Canidia? Canidia. Yeah, that's gross. That's like dude. a next level. All right, all right. <laughs> STD. Wait, wait, now, look, I'm, wait I'm, what is this? Penis balls. Penis balls, urethra, tongue. Penis balls, urethra, tongue. Penis balls, urethra, tongue. Penis balls, urethra, tongue. That. Those are like. Oh, boy. What is happening there? Yikes. Okay, don't. Don't look up. Can men get yeast infection images? Just don't do don't it. Right. But yet, what is scroll that? down? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that seems pretty. Um, although mine, mine. Oh, but uh, <laughs> oh, this is brutal, dude. Oh I am God. Now we're seeing pictures of lady purses. I don't want to. Oh God, I don't want to see her water closet. Oh, oh God. Okay, no, no, I'm backing out of this. This is bad. Yeah, I just said yeah, it was rashy it. in that area. It was uh, it was no good. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. This was probably Dude, eight. Should years we go ago. back and you can point out your picture? Well, I don't. I don't remember there being an, an inflammation of of the head of my penis. Well, I'm all helmet anyway. <laughs> so even if there was an inflammation, it'd just be like, oh, look at you! You're a little brighter than that. God, you get born to kill tattooed on you, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> that's Honestly. a that's a hell of a tattoo. Dude, I'm like toad down there, man. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're talking Nintendo. We're now. talking Nintendo. <laughs> all right, people, keep up. <laughs> Video games and film references mixed in with. That's not an STD. What? Just an infection? Oh well. What is it? I mean, okay. Why, why are we talking about this? I did have to get uh, syphilis medicine because I had shingles. All right, and that is a form of syphilis. What? I know you're very proud that you got shingles. I'm not looking <laughs> it up. Don't. It was horrible. 
All right. All right. Can you, fuck, I'm going to have to this put that back in, in my chart. Oh, I'm sorry. Look at that guy. No, don't. <laughs> um, I could look at that. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> you were just put on a show. You've seen all these pictures before. Hey, man. All right. I'd, God damn it. We, we started recording in, during the prep. Is there anything else you've been dying to talk about? I have a grievance to air. You have a grievance? I got a grievance. Uh, with whom? With a local podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got a grievance. With Here them. we go. So I'm not caught up on their newest issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue? I know, episode. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you went down to the, to the newsstand. Uh, no, but the three friends, t- two weeks ago, they covered uh, Penelope Shepis's, uh what? Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, mm-hmm. The Metal Years, which, uh, Randy, did you listen to that episode? I did, yeah. What'd you think of it? Uh, so I haven't actually seen Part 2. I saw Part 1, like, years ago. But uh, I don't know. I episode was okay. Now, what, what, what's the impression you got from their uh, reviews? It's um, Paris, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like they, they enjoyed it for, for what it was, I guess, but not nothing too, uh, I don't know, exciting. Now, uh, the reason I put you on the spot there is because at work, I paused to write a bunch of notes, counter notes, like they could hear it when I was writing it. But yeah. uh, they, so my issue here is with uh, the representation of the metal years with the glam culture, which was sure. specific to L.A., and uh, everybody gets kind of a, they all pretty much look dumb in there. Now, you, you're you pro-glam, yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The cultural movement is something I don't think yes, I could should. ever experience, except if I went to go see um, Steel Panther, sure. which is kind of like a weird nostalgia group. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And everybody buys into it, including the audience. If we'll ever have concerts again, it, it feels like we won't, which is one of the things I miss it more than It feels like anything. we won't have concerts again. I don't, it's been so long, dude. It's I've been daydreaming. It will happen next year. Yeah, it's gonna Dude. be every. They can't. Th- there's no school for the rest of the year. Uh, don't even. The school thing is brutal. Yeah, I watched a. Uh, there was a report on um, ABC where they out. had six doctors and they asked them, "Would you send your kid to school like tomorrow if it opened?" All of them said definitively yes. We, they need to. Suicide rates are so high right now with kids. This shit is depressing everybody. But if you're like a teenager. Imagine teenage us, like, and you're you know during this. I couldn't do it. I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking. We got to follow Rogan out of California. No, <laughs> I, I, did, did you hear that? Did he definitively say yeah. that? Yeah, he's gone. With, I, with I, Elon Musk too. I heard a. Well, I mean, well, here's what happened. He he told Joey Diaz, and Joey Diaz said it on his show. Oh, okay. I don't know if he, like he did mention it while he oh, was he's like talk about it forever. Yeah, and you know. A lot of, I, I'm going to say this, everybody's acting like they're going to vote because this shit is so politicized right now. There are people who are like me, who I watch the news all day. Have I ever voted? No. Am I proud of that? Not You've really. you never voted? Nah. Russell. I'm also lazy. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I hate to tell I'm, you that. Have you met a lazier person than me? I vote also, most I vote most. I, I also am a harsh critic of myself, and I always think I don't know enough. So when I, I, and for some reason, I feel like there's a lot of power in a vote, even though I know how our system works and, yeah. you know, electives and everything. And then I'm always like, I feel like I don't know enough. I'm like, I, I talk myself out of it every time. Anyway, the way people really vote is with their feet. 
and um, everybody's leaving. What? How can you press the buttons? Well, I mean, you say something by leaving the state. I, and yeah, oh my bro. God, if you're in Portland, I'm surprised I'm not hearing people leaving there with all the... Anyway, whatever. The oh, metal I, years... I'm getting, No, I'm going back on go. track. I'm getting off. So the impression that they got was that uh, metal is, you know... Metal they just thought it was kind of dumb, and Penelope was showing... Uh, exposing how lame and toxic this culture was, which I'm not against. Um, the movie, oh God, I don't want to talk too much about this. Everybody should watch it. It's a great documentary. And if you've seen the first one about hardcore, it's a lot of the same, except this one has a lot of talking heads with big people like Alice Cooper. There's Gene Simmons. We oh, get is that them. the one where they burned down the church? No, no that's no. about black metal. Yeah. I okay. Like no, no, no. Wrong okay, subgenre. Yeah. So uh, glam metal is, is a bad representation of the metal culture because a lot of metal is uh, men who feel like they're on the outskirts kind of reinforcing that behavior and uh, getting more into hyper-masculine, you know, uh, celebration. The weird thing about glam is there were a lot of women there and it was dudes dressing like women. So it almost presented a comfortable area for, uh, for women to attend. And then you, you discover like, Ah, uh, no. When a bunch of girls like show their admiration for a dude, they usually take advantage of them in a physical way. And it's it just as ugly. It's just more readily happening. And in that movie, there's this band called Odin. And Odin, all they do is talk about how they're going to make it. It is. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I love Odin. They're so cringy. And they're in a hot tub with a bunch of girls. And these dudes look like they should not be on camera. So this is obviously pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. This is the 80s, right? And, uh, and it's just the most toxic shit. And that's what glam, that was the problem with glam, is it offered a hand to women and said, hey, come in, come hang out. But it was, it was garbage town. It was toxic, and it was the worst of the, like the L.A. culture. Musically, they sounded like heavy metal, which is why I like them. Yeah. The Bay Area, our relationship to them, the Bay Area was kind of like, dark uh auditoriums where bands like uh slayer who were from la were playing up here in makeup yeah the only time slayer was cool and like metallica and they're all like doing experimental punk stuff but it's very aggressive and that's where like moshing came from so our pit relationship clark. yeah pit clark came from there where moshing came from bay area? from the bay area yeah we uh what thrash metal's all here like punk and like kind of the more extreme um mean kind of metal i don't like know what it means right no, not like Green Day. No, Green Day's. No, <laughs> fuck you. Oh, but good job. I know. I'm, I just I'm know rambling. They're from Oakland, so I think they are they from Berkeley. Oh, no, no, they're from Oakland, right? Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. To piggyback on Glam, uh, guess who's just released a new album? Striper, baby. Oh, tight. Cue it up, Randy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no comment. Anyway, the damn three friends. I got to talk to y'all. We got we got to rescreen the movie together. And then we'll go through it. Mickey, look at what you've done. Look at what you've Mickey done. Was, Mickey was pretty quiet during it. I think Mickey kind of threw the ball out there and knew everybody would like, you know, take wax. So let me try it. to understand this. When they were talking about the glam rock scene, they were talking about it in a sense of that it was good for the culture. But you're... Here's, here's you're, a distinction. Glam rock and hair metal. They mean the same thing, but most people know what hair metal is. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just like a broad stroke of how goofy that shit was. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that you're basically pointing out that there was toxicity in that 
but that they weren't. I'm saying it was uniquely misogynist in that culture, which was not a broad representation of metal. Oh, okay. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. We're like up here in the Bay Area, it's like a bunch of dudes pushing each other in a dark room, mm-hmm. mad because they don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> You know what I mean? And down there, it's a bunch of dudes who are like, we're going to fucking make it on TV and we're the shit. And uh, we just played after a bikini show in a like not brothel run by an 80 year old dude who says he's 50. What? That's all in the documentary. It's fucking okay. good. Yeah, no, it's great. Okay. Yeah. That was, I just had, I wrote down a bunch of shit on these stupid post-its. I love you guys. No, I, I love your we'll be on heavy that. metal history section. Well, I started with D&D. Now we're pivoting into metal. <laughs> you got nothing left. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm retiring. Jasani, <sighs> thank you for being here. How are well, things? Glad to be here. Uh, things are just, you know, this whole virus situation is just... Never ending. It feels Depressing. like we're just stuck Awful. in just the same loop. Sure. I pray for death nightly. <laughs> I mean, that really hasn't changed pre our post-COVID. COVID made that any different. But uh, yeah, I just miss movie theaters. Like you said, I miss shows. Movie theaters were supposed <laughs> to open this past week. I oh, mean, they were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shut back down. They shut back down. Dude, it, dude, this, I mean, second wave, first wave, it's all the same. You know what's crazy? So, like, where I live, I live around the corner from, like, the notorious, like... B.I.G. Beat uh, me to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just power through, just on. So, it's uh, it's a notorious street, East 14th, that's known for, like, prostitution. And Randy, uh, can you confirm this? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so it's a lot East of prost- 14th, East you said? 14th, Randy, yeah. write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I know of it. Yeah. Like, everyone everyone who lives in Oakland. Like, even, you know, even now, though? Like, even now. Wh- how are the well, how are so the that, making a living? No, also, so, notice I, mean, I say the British slang, prosy. The prostitute. Uh, okay. so, so, that was the interesting thing. So, like, now, when you're walking down, like, when, when you see East 14th, where you're driving through, like, prostitutes is wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> really? They, they I swear to God. Good, good on good them. Job, good job, ladies. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. They, see, actually, good doc- no. no, no. Look, oh, oh yeah, okay. No, HBO was supposed to do a show. A life of prostitution in Oakland. Yeah, HBO was supposed to do a show about that too. Oh, look at it's that guy. Well known. It's like known <laughs> nationally too. Yeah, that dude, he, he, old he, ass Travis Bickle in the background. <laughs> he plotting. Oh, yeah, it's bad. But, like, they're all wearing masks now. So that's good. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Considering you got to take off the mask to, you know. Yeah, but you're opting in at that point. Uh, I've seen some videos where they kept the mask on. Thank you so much. Uh, Go ahead and link me that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want any links from Clark. You saw those pictures earlier. (laughs) Pictures? Yeah. You want me to remind you? No, no. Oh, those pictures. I can just still have it up. Okay, get out of here. So yeah, that 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 shit is crazy to me. It, the dedication um, to your job. All right, now what? This is going to be episode two hundred. When your job is sucking dick. All right, now this is going to be episode what two hundred and three. I I lost count, Randy. We're at two hundred three. Yep. And um, you've heard two hundred one and two hundred two, right? Yes. What do you think about our interviews this year? Your interviews, they've. You, I mean, you interviewed a real serial killer. Like, <laughs> Thank I was so scared. I believe you have a movie recommendation that you're going to talk about from him, right? Oh uh, yeah, it, yeah. That 
that was freaky. Like I thought y'all was just joking around, but then when I heard him talk, I'm like, now I'll tell you, um, we, I didn't know how to present that, that, that like interview. And that dude, like, if you think we stopped talking to him and then he went like, okay, yeah, th- that was good. Uh, could you edit? He doesn't no. the whole time. And I mean, every time, every time we're done talking to a guest, I always follow up with, Hey, check out our film fest. If you do more. And I mean, obviously that guy does found footage. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to talk like shop with him. D- nope. That's him. Email exchanges. All the emails. Same thing. What? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we, I, we straight up told him like, Hey man, if you, you want to come out here at some point, like we got a room and I'm almost like, man, should we have said that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, y'all really trying to open it? <laughs> no. Uh, should I have said that? But yeah, <laughs> should Clark I know? had nothing to do yeah, with it. You, you'd be down the hall from him. So, oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and I'm just, I, I could, I could imagine the commitment like this dude showing up in an Uber with a mask on. Coming out talking, you did his voice. Do it. Oh yes, friends. <laughs> now you gonna yeah. get me killed? Like, <laughs> no, he likes this us. motherfucker's not going to the golden house. <laughs> <laughs> you going to the red room, baby? <laughs> now and what, no, I had a question about that. What yeah. is the red room? Is that like some inside joke? Jasani, uh, I am not one to. Um, the red room is beyond my reach. I, so, I am not. Uh, it's a bad place. Now, I believe uh, during his turbulent upbringing, he would be confined to the red room, which was a room that had a red light. I'm imagining okay. as part of a psychological torture. Uh, I think it helped develop the uh, the fine, upstanding citizen. I, heard, today. I just yeah. I just heard he had a lot of books in there or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Oh, he okay. read he read stuff in there. Or something. I, I think that works. It works fucking good. <laughs> fucking home run. Yeah, I don't know. You, the first two interviews we had, they're kind of like new territory. Like we got a serial killer on here, and then we had a uh, film fest programmer. Yeah, which I've been getting. Cool. We, I think we got the most feedback from that one, where people enjoyed it. So maybe we should do more industry kind of inside baseball. Yeah, I know. I fucking Wait, hate how much we said that. What happened? Episode. I just tuned out for a second. Okay, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, we were talking about talking to Chris. <laughs> And uh, uh, just covering Chattanooga and like film programming. I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback, not in the email because nobody will email us, but people texted me. Female. Yeah, no female bag, but people were just like, oh, dude, it was really insightful. And it's like, yeah, we get it. No, it was. No, it was really, I was like taking those too. I'm like, damn, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we could get more technical. We got a weird crowd. They'll do anything, they'll play ball. Inside baseball. Right, how about let's talk some movies and uh, let's let's uh, let's get my mood a little chipper. As I said, I you know had a terrible breakfast burrito, did not get my car watch, and I got fired this morning. Did you from uh, NCAA what? football? I got fired oh, from Vanderbilt wow. University after three years. Now I I took them to two bowl games. I took them to two bowl games, and then year three ran into some trouble. Okay, had a lot of injuries. Went two and ten. I was on a one-year contract. They sacked me, despite me taking an zero and twelve team to six and six in a bowl game, then eight and four the next year with another bowl game and a win. And then they fire me today. Fuck today. Well, those pictures with you and Epstein <laughs> came out, and they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't double down. I was. Was is she going to name names? Are they going to kill know. her too? She got COVID now. 
She know. got COVID? Yeah, I heard she got COVID. Oh, baby. Well, I heard the FBI, everybody was like, she's going to name names and we'll know who the Illuminati is. And the FBI were like, we don't need her to name names. She's claiming she has all these files and video. They're like, we're going through all her property. We'll get them. We don't need her to say shit. Are you going to trust the FBI? I know. I think got a lot on their hands right now. We're in a cold war with China. Everything's getting fun. China. Yeah, 2020 is going to be a good one. I just want a good breakfast. Break now, out. hold on. I don't want to get away. <laughs> you said you got fired. And my first, in my heart, I got angry. Because Why? as your real job is getting a little bit more turbulent, I won't say, I won't, don't Do worry. Do you know how relieved I would be <laughs> if I got really fired? Because, okay. So again, hey, you know how much they give him for unemployment right now? I know. I want to get fired. So <laughs> at, you're not alone. And that's part of the problem. But so I, Clark, you know, he does a uh, phone. You're on the phone all day for yeah. your job. The thing is they record everything. So all of Clark's career is recorded. Oh, shit. He's got access to it. So what? I've been bugging him. Bruh. Dude, dude, he'll come down and vent about these awful customers. And I'm like, dude get those please and i'm like get if we, we can if, download them if we ever were gonna do a patreon it'd oh. be like the levels oh. could be you get you get three calls with clark and we could just like you know we could do that that'd I, be that'd be a way out of the door i'll I tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just the thing is i'm sure a real company will remove your email and all access the minute you're gone yeah if not like an hour before yeah i mean i think if i just uh I don't know. Randy, what if I sent you something and then you can just edit out any uh and it, yeah, well that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what we could do? We could send it to our buddy um slasher victim who uh is a pro at not incriminating himself with media. <laughs> that is true. So I'm sure he knows all the bylaws, uh both Canada and America. And if anybody gets on his trail, he'll kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but dude yeah my god i feel bad that my first was i went i got mad i was like no all that gold there <laughs> sure, but you can make a whole movie with that oh it's popular right now too like having white people yell at people people love watching that yeah <laughs> do you get, you don't get a lot of women though whenever i hear people yelling oh you do only, the only time you've ever complained to me was mostly men who are doing that <sighs> do you know who i am uh, oh yeah well that's um <laughs> Those aren't customers. Oh. Those are real estate agents. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and they are, yeah. Real that's estate a, agents yell at you? Oh, my God. Yeah. See, that's gold. Ooh, that's now, now if, there were ever, if there was ever a reason to email us, do it, and then I'll forward all of the pressure to Clark so that he can start, uh, you know, saving this shit for the inevitable. It's awful. It's an awful, awful job. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good at it. I, so which what does is, that say? Which is the saddest thing <laughs> ever. I am the best at something I hate. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of you in a nutshell. Yes, which is why I pray for death nightly. Do you love stand-up? I quit stand-up. Yeah, but is it because you didn't like it? No, I quit because I was not in... Despite my presence today, mm. and despite whatever you may think, I have grown a lot in the past six, seven years uh, from the, when I was doing stand-up on a regular basis. And as with stand-up specifically, you need to have a clear 
and concise point of view. And you need to be comfortable <laughs> with yourself and comfortable with your material. I was not that. I didn't have a clear point of view because I just, I didn't know, you know. Who I, you were and. Pretty much, yeah. And it was all, um, you know, I, I, knew, I knew how to write a joke and I knew where the laughs were going to be. But I wasn't comfortable with myself. I'm much more comfortable with myself and much more confident in who I am as a person mm -hmm. tenfold from where I was. So I think on that level, I, I would be much better at the art of stand-up. But it's not something that I, I want to go back into. I, that I just, that life I don't want. I'd be so I interested to watch you do it now. I didn't want the comedian's life. I'd love to watch you do it now, though. I don't like working at night. I don't like yeah, working I, nights. I <laughs> hey, you, you can know. do a Zoom show now, though. Those Ooh, are awful. Those are brutal. You, how would you connect with an audience to read them over the internet? Oh, people are doing them. It's, Under LOL. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It's rough, man. Under I, LOL? <laughs> yeah, emoji laughs. Like. Yeah, no. That's that. rough. Because like when I was doing stand-up, I was... <sighs> It's one of these things where, where I talk to people who, because I try to get perspective of other people, like, past the fact of uh, a few years removed, was like, uh, what was my goal? And it wasn't necessarily getting laughs. I, to a certain degree, enjoyed bombing, and that was a scary territory. Yeah. Because I, I was just punishing myself. I, you know, having known you uh, very little at the time, it wasn't obvious, but looking back, it totally felt like you were punishing yourself. Like, it's clearly a bunch of things you don't like doing, and you were diligent about it. Yeah. Like, like really diligent about it. You printed a flyer. Oh, I, I would, I went up every night. Could you imagine Clark in a fucking mascot suit in the tenderloin handing out flyers? Using a mascot? Yeah. Right? TLs? Yeah. And penguin. <laughs> <laughs> That's how different. Damn. And now, you know, at, right at the time, it was like, oh, this guy's all about it, mm -hmm. which was kind of inspiring and cool. But now you look back on it, and you're like, oh, he's trying to kill himself. <laughs> 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 which is kind of depressing and sad, which is why, you know. I mean, that's what works with comedians. You, I know, right? You have to jump into it. And I jumped in, but I didn't. Yeah. Still, um, and and I look back at that and look, you know, I did some things I'm proud of, and I, but most of the things, you know, was shit. I feel like, and uh, <laughs> look, I'm a funny person, but I was not a good stand-up, and I and I'm fine with that. Yeah, because I I think it takes a lot to be a good stand-up, and I I just I didn't have that discipline or drive. Because I wanted to do something different. <laughs> I got an idea, though. But in, in my pursuit of so, doing something different, I was doing the same old shit. Yeah. And then I got caught up in my own stuff, and it, it was just, I was like, what am I doing? I, I don't so know. So I took some time off, and then I didn't ever want to go back, and that's pretty much what happened. I think, would you do, like, one night? Just like, oh, I'll go out one night, and then, you know. Around well, what was the last time? The last one was uh, the roast, that awful, awful roast when I had a double uh, root canal and I was all drugged up. Oh, yeah, that was the last oh, time. Oh, that I was the last up. time, yeah. Yeah, Sketchfest. 
I remember before that you did a roast in Berkeley and you were down in like a basement and I went down there. It was, uh, Oksana, I, Terrell and Madeline. And we went to Amoeba first and got there late. Y'all met Madeline was there. Madeline was there. And then we, the bouncer wouldn't let us in. And Madeline came up and was like, Hey, I'm looking at my watch. There's 10 minutes left. Are you really going to make us pay? And he went, uh, good point. And let us in. And Terrell just went, oh, damn, she a boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went down there and you you ended it. It was done. I think yeah. you were the Raiders that night. I was I was in the uh, character. Yeah, yeah. You, you were the Raider. I was the Raider. <laughs> oh, the Raider. I'm, I thought yeah. you were plural. Yeah. Like they, I am Legion or something. They had just announced that the Raiders were leaving in Vegas. And Keith was like, uh, hey. I need you to be the Raider. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than him wanting me to be Ted Cruz just a few years earlier. Now, you know, I used to be very into Clark Little Roastmaster. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'd be down to watch you do a stand-up, though. I got tired of the roast stuff. Yeah. it's I. It was good for a while because that, that energy, <laughs> I, I like that energy and I like the pop, 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 pop. But then I got tired of writing for it. Because yeah. it's just writing a new thing every time. And I'm just like, I don't want to, ugh. Cause, but it was the only thing I was doing. But I was still lazy with that. But, you know, I've, I've always been more of a uh, sizzle than a steak guy. So it's, it's all about cadence and delivery of what you say and how you say it. I think you also have a problem there, too. How? Because, you know, a lot of roasts, it's a thin line between an insult and a joke. And, you know, having uh, the recipient be a part of it. And I think you're at your best when it's mean. Yeah. Like, I oh, like yeah, not fact. not fun for the uh, for the receiver. Yeah. So I think I've, it, I've ruined relationships because of Rose. Yeah. And I mean, I think be honest, I, it was they could have gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah. that's a problem. Like when the audience is having the most fun when you're just being mean. Yeah. That's not a normal thing, and I think it's the thing you're best at. So yeah. it's like, yeah. No, I know this is the funny. Like when we still work together, I used to work with <laughs> a couple people, a couple coworkers, and like use. I remember you used to go so hard, and they was like, man, they was like, they feeling. You could tell they feelings hurt. Like me, I grew. I mean, I grew up around folks. We used to roast on each other, and we wouldn't have any limitations. So, yeah. Like I'm used to that, but it's just like hearing it and then seeing somebody who's not used to that. It makes it even more funny when somebody get butthurt. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. So, you know, in Comedy Central, the dais usually has like D-E celebrities, right? But they're yeah. real friends. Exactly. So when you're with your real friend, you can say a lot of shit and they'll know like, well, well we're friends. Yeah. Well, and it's like a coworker, and you have Clark <laughs> coming in there who nobody really knows. Exactly. And then you like destroy somebody. That's not a good relationship. <laughs> All right. Randy, I am going to, I am going to ask you to edit out a name. Okay. Do you want um, me to bleep it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, so, Russell, I want you to go to IMDb. Okay. Uh, and I'm I want worried, you to, I want you to type in this name, and Randy, uh, if you could please uh, remove this name or bleep it out, whatever. Uh, it should pop up. What, did I spell it right? Yep. That guy right there. Right the top one? Yep. Oh. So, I worked with this guy. Now, scroll down. Uh, the, go to the photos. Okay. <laughs> 23. Uh, Just any of those. Yeah. yeah. Just scroll through. So uh, this is a guy I used to work with regularly, <laughs> and uh, I I used to rip him pretty hard, and yeah. um, <laughs> and like and he got very very upset. I mean, we haven't spoken since this day. Now he did move, but um, he was just like, dude, that was that was real hurtful, man. And I was like, no, man, it's just a joke. 
I a hundred percent meant everything oh, I said because I, I straight up said like, dude, how did you find a way to overact in a headshot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But dude, facts. this guy—he looks like somebody who—he looks like a comedian who's coming into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. Oh, I think I remember you telling me about that too. Yeah, he looks like he overacts. Everybody. Yeah, that's all sizzle and uh, no steak, and the sizzle sounds like farts. You know, <laughs> you know, the problem is too that he's not a, like an unattractive dude. So it's almost like, why are you here? Like, you know, like Anthony Jezelnik and stuff. I feel like they really have to like try harder when they look like a Hollywood headshot. Jezelnik's a great writer, though. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's really got to shine. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, you're not. You shouldn't be here. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's a comedy. Comedy is a tough thing. That's why I don't do it. He looks like he's very passive aggressive. <laughs> no, he's just uh, he's just very kinetic. And uh, that's a fancy word for annoying. And uh, yeah. And you had to tell him. All right. Yeah. I was like, dude, you're hacked. Shut oh, up. God, yeast infection. I need to get that off of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about let's talk some movies, eh? Canadian movies? Maybe. What are they about? Oh. <laughs> I, I know. Wait, I'm sorry. You, like, I, I, I got to tell you this. Oh, no. I went to Vancouver like two years ago. And we were staying with like some mutual friends. Did you figure our mutual friend Steve Cosmic there? No, I didn't. Who the fuck is that? Steve Cosmic. <laughs> You've already forgotten about our friend Steve Cosmic? Sweater oh, girls. Oh, I did, I did. Well, okay. Sorry. Yeah, just thought, yeah. <laughs> it, it went whoosh, yep. Um No, so uh we're talking uh so we were hanging out at a friend's house and um one of the guys, I guess he used to work uh, customer service with AT&T there. Oh, and so uh, they literally at AT&T, at the customer service, they're not allowed to say about. Like, Why? Be, since because of oh. South Park, right after the whole South Park thing, he, he said they're like their manager would not tell like everybody who works there like that they can't say about because of that show. Wait, what is South Park though? Because, you know, because South Park made like this whole joke about a boot. Yeah. The, it, it, South Park's always made fun of Canada. But yeah. I don't know what, I don't understand why, how, could you legally do that? I don't, I mean, it's Canada. So I know different. Canada doesn't have freedom of speech, but, but I, I don't think you could remove a. But uh, they got poutine, baby. Yeah. Oh, did that place close? Smokes? I hope not. In Berkeley? The I think hot it dog, did. The hot dog place down the block did. Yeah. But I think we were just. Randy, we're losing all the hot dog places in the Bay, baby. I got Casper. Yeah, what's that one called in Berkeley? It was a uh, Top Dog. Oh, Top Dog. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Top Dog's got done. Well, they got one in Oakland too, though. On they uh, got, Grand. Is it still there? Oh wait, it was getting torn down. <laughs> well, the one in Berkeley closed. For huh. all the good restaurants in Berkeley closed. And then the hot dog place next to the Castro Theater closed because they're not vegan. Oh, you know what? There is one more thing I want to plug. It's another Dapper podcast. Dog. It's a Martyr Made podcast. Uh, it's part of the history thing I've been into. Chad Lott from um, Scary Thoughts turned me onto it. I think he's mentioned it a couple times on the show. It starts off with the Palestine uh, conflict with Israel and stuff. Uh, not that one. Classic debate. The second, the second um, <laughs> topic <laughs> that uh, he covered is Jim Jones. 
And I'll tell JJ. you, I, you know, you, th- you know, the Kool-Aid story and you, maybe you saw the sacrament. It wasn't Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. It was the knockoff. Now, <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't gotten there yet. Did they add sugar in there? It's almost like 20 plus hours of podcast about. I haven't had Kool-Aid in a very long time. It covers the fifties decade or I'm sorry, the sixties decade, a lot of the civil rights movement. And I will tell you, it is shocking how close to right now. It's only, you know, um, if you don't know the history, you're doomed to repeat it. We're repeating this shit right now okay. to the point to where I'm learning about the weathermen. I was never aware of them. Do you guys know about them? I like the weather girls. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So Randy, you know about them. They're a radical yeah. group from uh, the Bay Area. Yep. And uh, where I'm at right now, there's a coroner's report that was being read about the aftermath of a pipe bomb. They um, prematurely exploded in the basement of a townhouse in New York. And uh, the dude came upon what he thought was a rug, but it was the rolled up flesh of the dude who said it. Oh, and uh, it's brutal. Also, Dustin Hoffman lived right next door. So his piano fell out of his building because the terrorist bomb exploded prematurely was he Abbott and costello no it's i know it's <laughs> it's like almost comical Damn. but it's fucking crazy dude Wait, his piano went out the window why because um the so the, the uh br- very quickly the um the weathermen were uh a group that loved the black panthers sure but there's a problem when you're kind of like an affluent college uh kid from berkeley and you're trying to help like people with a real struggle in the streets of New York. And, you know, I mean, the Black Panthers started out here, but this is yeah. way past Newton. He already died. The leadership's falling apart. The FBI is a big part Newton? of it. No, Huey. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so in New York, they were struggling for an identity. They're super trendy. It's more of a fashion thing. Nobody like takes Antifa. them seriously. Well, Antifa is a little bit different because they don't have central leadership and they're not from America. But again, terrorists is not from America. Yeah, a lot of Scandinavian stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about movies here shortly. Any, I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying for podcasting, if if you feel lost or depressed or like we're in this brave new world and there's no hope, listen to this because America was here at one time. And a lot of it's propelled by white people who are trying so hard to do something good. And it ends up turning bad. And uh, also, um, America breakfast burrito. I had this. uh, uh, Well, America also has this weird ability to turn any like terrorist group or like um, movement, like political movement into a trend or a fashion statement. So they were talking about like, dude, Clark, you'd like this. They were talking about an orgy. They had a firsthand account from one of the orgies from uh, the weathermen. And they were talking about how everybody was in this room and it was awkward. And they're like, when's it going to start? Like they're playing music. And eventually this guy and his girlfriend go upstairs to the loft and they're taking off their clothes. Like it, it's been like two hours and they're just bored. And it's like, we're going to do it. And they, some other girl runs up there and then everybody starts going up there and they, they describe it almost as like, uh, they don't describe it as this, but I will like a Lars von Trier, like ocean of flesh yeah. on a loft and there's elbows and butts everywhere. And it's like confusing. And then they give an account from like, a couple months later as uh the you know the summer of free love turns into uh men taking advantage of women and a uh tough feminist um response coming out of it like because you know it, free love just means this dude's going to fuck as many girls as he can and it turns into like a lot of pimping and anyway they talk about one of the last orgies 
And the dude describes uh, the moment when he knew he didn't want to do this anymore. As uh, he, you know, he rolls over, climbs over some people to this girl and she's uh, moving towards him. And he notices that she has crabs in her eyebrows. As STDs, yeah, <laughs> STDs are rampant. People are getting rashes. There was like, wait, wait, wait. yeah, he uh, visually saw he saw crabs. them moving in her eyebrows. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's hot. So if you ever like, if you ever like, man, I wish I could be in one of these things. Just no, in I no <laughs> universe does an idea of an orgy excite me. <laughs> it's it's a horrible. I'm like group. Think about I think about it as like I'm bad enough with one on one consultations. Forget group therapy. <laughs> I'm having enough with the one on one. Or if you've ever had an interview for a job and it's a group interview. Uh, have yeah, you, I don't have you done group interviews? No, I, I, have, group I have interviews. I've done them. Oh my god. I did one group interview and it was for a car dealership. <laughs> one of the low parts of my life. Awful. Awful. A group interview for a car a dealership? A group interview for... Have I not told you this? No. It was. A, I think it was the first job I applied for here in California. <laughs> it was a gr- in, in Redwood <laughs> City. A boardwalk in Redwood City. You were going to pedal cars to yes. people? Yes. Okay. And it was a group... It was like five or six of us. And it was a group interview. And this guy was talking about how big his TV was and how much money he makes. And yada, yada, yada. <sighs> and then we all went around. And he's like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to go see my boss. And I'll be back in uh, about 20 minutes. Comes back in 10 minutes. He's like, all right, guys. Uh, I want to let you know that uh, we're going to go ahead and, and pass on all of you today. <laughs> uh, we want to uh, thank you for uh, you know coming out here and um, spending your time with us today. But uh, I just don't think it's going to work out with any of you. And he, he paused. He's like. That was a test. You all made it to the second oh round. Oh my! And God. at that juncture, I was like, "Nope, I'm out." Because wow. he was like, "Come in tomorrow. Uh, we'll be here from nine to five. Bring a sack lunch, and at the end of our training, uh, we'll let you know if, if we're going to bring you on full time." And I'm like, "Fuck you! Are you going to pay me to be here for Whoa. eight hours tomorrow?" <laughs> That's not happening, Buster. What they were doing, like emotional torture to break you down. I was into, like, like, "I cannot do this." I'll tell you. So I could not be. To, a, I, I'm not a salesman. To, to bring it back to that uh, to that podcast, there's a lot of audio from Jim Jones's uh, congregants because they would do community work for eight hours a day. They would all have real jobs that they would do, and then at like midnight, they would get together and give. Um, they would uh, deconstruct everything they had done the day because we're heavy socialist communists here, right? And they would all sit around and they would also air grievances. Which is a big deal because it's like, hey, uh, Clark wasn't pulling his share today, and I I just have to point that out, and it it shows how it degrades into um the last is first, where like a woman always beats a man in an argument, a uh, a black person always beats a white one, a black man might be able to beat a white woman if they play it right, and he calls her a racist before she can call him a misogynist. It's insane, but we've been there before and we came out of it. It, it was rough, but yeah, I just martyr made martyr made martyr made. check that out. Yeah, dude, long form. But if you have a job like me where you can shut your brain off and just listen to six I hours got of a job where I do, do nothing for eight hours. Okay. Just if you check it out, feel free to text me about it anytime. When you start learning about all these people that oh, no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm real quick. I'm listening to a, to a history podcast right now. 
about the French Revolution. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, and it's like a real like. Who are these dive? fucking nerds I'm sitting with right now? I know. What the <laughs> no, fuck? I love history. Well, what French Revolution is also very uh, topical oh, right now. I like oh, yeah, movies yeah, yeah, yeah. and tits. Let's get into that. Uh, French baby. Revolution has some titties. Maria, can you? Can you there's a lot of head in that too. Hey, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Can you grab me that pen? I want to write this down. Well, what's the podcast you're listening to? Uh, mine. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me get. It's called Revolutions by Mike. I think Mike Duncan. Okay. Oh, a Duncan. Uh, the Yo Yo Man. The Donut. Oh, <laughs> Jones. Yeah, Mike. Dun- it's called Revolutions by Mike Duncan. All right. And uh, yeah, it's man. How, how how tall is he? Oh my god! I just I <laughs> just wondering. I don't even know. I I, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. I wish I. Know All right. This. Yeah. I'm gonna say six one. All Seems right. like six good one. job, Mike Duncan. That's a strong Midwestern. He's got some corn. Not a Tim. He's got some corn in his bones. Not a Tim. Not a Tim. Tim Wilson. R.I.P. Uh, Russ, hear me out. How about let me turn my headphones? How on. about you do a. Uh, you want to do like a side show no. where you just recommend other podcasts because <laughs> it's eating up a lot of no, our no. time. Here's yeah. the thing. Um, a podcast, you know, they, they get around via word of mouth. And if we could only get people to talk about ours on their show, that's the key. We don't get to talk on our show because you're talking about all these other people. Come on. We did 15 minutes on orange juice. We could talk a little bit about other that people. That was good. <laughs> Yeah. That's probably the best content that you guys have. On Thank you so much. Very pulpy. Yeah, I was waiting. For oh, there you go. All yeah. right, Randy Michael. Yesterday was a Saturday. You work the nine to five. You're a layman, Randy. You're out there. <laughs> you're 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 digging uh, electrical ditches for a living. That's what you do sure. as an IT man. You're out there, and Saturday is your like me. It's your day. Of the rest, of respite, and you go deep on the movie. How many movies did you watch yesterday? Two, I think. Did you do some bacon? What did you do on a Saturday? Uh, not a lot. I I uh, I built a a bookshelf. Whoa! (gasps) Built a bookshelf. IKEA or no? I ordered two um, of some. I don't even know the brand, but I ordered two a while ago off Amazon. And I built one of them and it took forever. So I said, fuck it on the second one. So I finally built the second one like months later. Oh, and then okay. I uh, organized all my Blu-rays and books and stuff. So that took a good like four or five hours yesterday. I don't know why, but when you said you bought two bookshelves, I thought that you were going to modify just one giant bookshelf <laughs> out of two that you had gotten. And I got very excited. I'm but not that just, creative. You just followed uh Standard protocol on that, like a megaton yeah. shelf. Um, when you said that, "fuck it" to the second one, I just imagined you stacking boards on the floor and putting your books on top of it. <laughs> 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 no, it was in a box. I just like had the box in a hallway, and then just finally, you know, feels good though. Right? Got got her done yesterday. It feels good to finish a project like that. Yeah, it does. It was that. Uh, it was it was rewarding. Yeah, I've been romanticizing like learning a craft lately. I'm like, I should try and build a house or something. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, the, the older I've gotten, the more I appreciate processes of things. Yeah, yes. Like I really like the process. I think honestly, that's why I've gotten so into racing. It's like I appreciate the mechanics of 
of racing and like the racing line yeah, and, I get it. and the perfect lap and all that. And every little detail matters because every millisecond counts. Oh, I should mention that uh, the racing final destination also was uh, one that our guest did. But did you listen to that one, Jasadi? Our bonus episode? No, I haven't listened to that one. Yet. Okay. I was just Sadly, Randy was not there. Randy, did you check it out? Yeah, I listened to it while editing. We talked about you a lot there. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from a good place, though. Anyway, yeah, back to bookshelves. So something I didn't put away on my bookshelf yet is a Criterion film that I just bought last weekend uh, at their 50% off sale at Barnes & Noble's. It's also on Amazon Prime right now. It's from 1970s. It's uh, John Cassavetti's film, Husbands. Uh, it's actually featuring uh, John Cassavetti's Peter Falk and Ben Gazzara. So it's got a great cast. Now, Randy, um, let, me is, stop, let me stop you real quick. What's up? Didn't you have the, the Cassavetti's box set? Was this not a part of that? This is not in that. I think there's one other criterion Cassavetti's. I think it's Love Streams. That uh, is separate as well. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, Husbands is about um, the three characters that I, I just named, um, played by Peter Falk, John Cassavetes, and Ben Gazzara. Strong cast. Um, and it's a very strong cast. It's a story of friendship and a little bit of uh, toxic masculinity as they uh, attend a funeral for one of their best friends. And then afterwards... They go on a multiple day bender uh, that starts in New York City. They eventually end up going to London and just partying and getting drunk and having really uncomfortable scenes with females. Um, <laughs> so you can relate. Oh, the 70s. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a, you know, it's very. That's a great picture. Um, much of what we, we know of a Cassavetti's film to be is very gritty, very 70s. Uh, American independent cinema kind of uh, camera kind of looks like cinema verite. Sometimes it seems a little improvised, but he actually wrote uh, most of it. It seems it sounded like they filmed like a hundred hours um, of footage for this movie. And actually the first cut they screened for like a test audience and the test audience like loved it and was laughing the whole time. And Cassavetes was like, Fuck that. I don't make movies for people <laughs> to enjoy pretty much. So yeah. he's like, I need to make this more Cassavetti's. So he made a different cut, which is, uh, what is, you know, what, what we see now, what is on the Blu-ray. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not fun, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very good Cassavetti's movie. And like I said, the cast is great. Um, just seeing them interact, uh, in these scenes is, is enjoyable to that extent. Is there a cut of this uh, comedic approach? The comedic cut? I don't think so. I don't know if there's a special or special feature or anything, but um, yeah, the essay inside, yeah, it said that they did that test screening and people like thought it was like warm and comedic. And he was like, nah, I'm going to recut this. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not his brand, baby. Um, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I'm like, uh Peter Falk is one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, yeah. You know, there's no question of that. But how cool is Ben Gazzara in this movie? Because he's just a cool guy. I like Ben Gazzara. He's pretty great. And I think this was maybe the first time he worked with Ben Gazzara. Uh, so this is before Woman Under the Influence and before Killing a Chinese, Chinese Bookie. Book? When was that? What year was that? Uh, 
I think maybe mid seventies or late seventies. Russ, when um, was but yeah, it's great. So I was reading the trivia for that. I'm gonna say seventy four. Seventy six. Oh, yep. Randy's right, dude. Um, that fucking movie, Husbands, looks like it's been cut all over the place. I wonder. Really? Right here. Uh, director John Cassavetes had to cut the film's running time down about 90 minutes to 154 minutes due to contractual requirements with Columbia Pictures. Due to negative reviews and a poor box office, the studio then cut the film down a further 16 minutes to 138. Then uh, the around 85 <laughs> minutes of the original footage from the long cut have never been located. Oh, okay. oh huh. shit. Well, there's. Yeah. <laughs> So what is the, it looks like to me, like, it's like, I'm getting almost like a dude celebrating, except it's a descent darkness into a a drunken stupor where they have a emotional epiphany and realize they hate each other. Um, that last part doesn't happen, but all the rest is, is kind of true. Yeah. All right. Then I'm in because it looks like, yeah, it's not really a movie where like a lot of plot happens, but I don't know. It's a. A lot of just scenes of them, yeah, just getting drunk and saying crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, Randy, where where do you rate this uh, with your Cassavetes uh, catalog? Um, I don't like it as much as Killing of a Chinese Bookie or Woman Under the Influence, but probably somewhere around like I don't know, third or fourth. Jasani, have you and seen need any of uh, John Cassavetes? No. Nope. Okay, Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Watch this as soon as you can. China. I think I think that you would enjoy that a lot. Um, there's a lot of strippers in the Killing of a Chinese. <laughs> 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 it's on brand. Callback <laughs> episode I was on. Damn. Yeah, you got to watch uh, um, Decline of Western Civilization too. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Strippers in there. Here's another tidbit. Uh, apparently, John Cassavetti spent nine months in the cutting room editing the film, but is not billed as the editor. Who? Hmm. Roderick James? <laughs> That's uh, Ethan <laughs> Cohen's uh, fake name that he uses as an editor. Thelma Dude. Schumacher? Thelma Schumacher. All right. And then you got another one too, Randy, right? Yeah, I don't have any fun movies really this week. <laughs> Randy, when do you have fun movies? <laughs> I had a uh, We Are Little Zombies last week. That is true. You know what? That, well, that he did Child's Play, the remake. He did. Yeah. yeah. He liked that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I've been watching some more horror, little genre-y things here and there, but... Um, wow. Oh, yeah. That's right. I love you, Randy. <laughs> I've been watching some cute little <laughs> horror movies, you know. <laughs> Drill a killer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been going out of my uh, comfort zone, so to speak. That is true. But I think, I think with this one, you're going right back in, the, in that Q zone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so this one, <laughs> this one is called The Painted Bird. Uh, just came out on VOD uh, to rent. It was like $6.99. Uh, I going to try and pronounce the director's name, Vakla Morhul. 100%. Um, it is no. a movie that takes place in uh, World War II in war-torn e- Eastern Europe. Uh, and it follows this young Jewish boy who is sent to live with his aunt. And minutes in, uh, his aunt dies. And he's sent on a journey uh, through Eastern Europe to hopefully find his parents. Um, this is a almost three hour long movie. 
Uh, it's shot on 35 millimeter. It's shot in black and white. The cinematography is maybe my favorite thing about this movie. Looks beautiful. Yeah, uh, it looks beautiful. super beautiful. It looks wait, 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 almost wait, wait, like, wait. yeah. We got a berry pepper in this. Yeah, you got a berry pepper. You got um, Harvey Keitel, and you got the guy who's in back Udo here. Udo. Yeah. They all show up uh, in a, a couple scenes. They don't have too much screen time. In this, um, but we got a scars guard and a scars guard. Yes, senior scars guard. But yeah, the uh, the movie itself is not easy to recommend. As this kid on his journey to find his parents goes through all sorts of hell, um, witnesses atrocious things, uh, is a victim of many horrible things um yeah but like i said the cinematography is really good but this is definitely one of those um i don't know it's like a movie sort of like solo or something that you know a lot of people uh apparently walked out of screenings at film festivals there's a lot of reviews about it just saying that it's like torture porn for like highbrow people um but overall, I ended up digging it. There is a little bit of levity in the end of the movie, but it takes a long time to get there. Oh, man. Now, it looks beautiful. I'll tell you, Solo I is boring. don't understand why Criterion released it. Maybe because back then they were more of a boutique. It's Pasolini. And he, but it's not good. But people squirt on Pasolini. It's not good. And it's not good. <laughs> It's I'll tell good. you. I agree. I am having more entertainment. I'm I'm more joy, and I feel I'm growing as a fan of art by just going through the fucking stills of this movie. Yeah, they're beautifully <laughs> framed, and the black and white adds a lot of texture. I th- it's beautiful. Randy, what they shoot this on? Was this they shoot this digitally? No, they shot it on thirty five millimeter. Oh, and yeah, I the think- there's like night sequences in this movie that you can tell it's night because it's like dark but everything in the scene is like lit super well but it like looks natural and it's like super clear i don't know it's hard to explain but um yeah the the cinematography is um one good reason to watch the movie if you can stand a lot of the terrible things that happen in it i think uh everyone in this room and everybody listening can totally do it and they should just Google the fucking images. It looks beautiful. Now, Randy, um, before we bury the lead here, uh, tell mm-hmm. us the runtime on this bad boy. What was that? What's the runtime? Oh, it's almost three hours. <laughs> oh, God and damn. everybody's out. <laughs> it's two forty nine. I'm, I'm now, in. I'm in. Now, Randy has been. Randy's been trying to. Randy is uh, protective to a certain degree with me. He's like, you know, I, I could this is more of a Randy movie than a Clark movie. And then I had to remind Randy that I used to watch all this foreign art house shit years ago. But now I've just I found my zone and I'm 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 past the homework stage in my life. I don't need <laughs> I, I, I just I need entertainment sometimes, and especially these days. Josadi, I'm I, I need I need to feel good. I agree. You know what I mean? I just want to have fun. And this it's not and now again, this does I feel like this could scratch an itch 
to a certain degree. And like, I'm, I'm down for a three hour exploration of this. But again, I think that I need the constraints of a theater experience. Yes. That would certainly help me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going, I would not be able to watch this in my room. Oh yeah. I instantly fall asleep. <laughs> no, no matter how good it is, I'll just, I'm just too comfortable. Randy, did you watch this in your room or in the living room? Uh, I watched it in my living room. Ooh. I think I started it around like seven. You made a night out of it. I did. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was good to watch on a bigger screen than I have in my, uh, room and it started getting dark about an hour in. So, um, yeah, it was just a, a good environment to watch it in. I also took some Uh-oh. Excedrin migraine before cause I had an all day headache. So I had some caffeine in me. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, I was able to, to immerse and kind of dedicate three hours to it. Were you wearing a mask? <laughs> nope. Okay. Oh, I, was, I wasn't sure there. That pause. Uh, now, Randy, I, I got a little bit of uh, white ribbon vibes from uh, Haneke. Any, any, uh, would that, is that a fair comparison? Or just because they are both in similar timelines and are both in black and white and they're both very long films? I was thinking of that comparison, but I also haven't seen the white ribbon yet, so I've only seen like a couple stills. Uh, I, the closest I would, thing that I would recommend compare this to is um like Bellatar or Tarkovsky. Um this whole movie kind of feels like the cat sequence in Satan Tango, which we talked about on here I don't know, episodes ago, but that's like the most horrific scene in that movie. Yeah. Um so yeah, this movie kind of feels feels like a lot like Bellatar. Okay. Yeah. When we had um cinematic oblivion they they brought it up a bunch. I like how yeah, you're like, that's it right. feels like this whole movie feels like that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of. Yeah. Fuck right, yeah. I'm down. I mean, it's already one o'clock. I don't think I got time today. For it. <laughs> well, how, how, how many movies you've got today? Uh, I've got one movie and I watched the entire first season of a television oh, series. God. Hey. Uh, babe, bye. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> uh, it, was six, it was six episodes, and every episode is 21 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's just like this movie. All right. Uh, Randy, you got anything <laughs> else bad? Nope, I'm good. All right. Yesterday, I decided that I wanted to watch something that I've, I've fallen in this trap of uh, repeating, repeating movies, catching up, catching up with you've seen, catching up with Randy's scene. But yesterday, I decided I was going to watch a movie. It's been out a couple weeks. As far as my knowledge, no one in this inner circle has seen it. And I find it, I, I was hesitant, hesitant to pull the trigger on it. And yesterday, I just decided to. And I'm glad I did because I had fun with Becky. With the good skin. From this year. Uh, Becky, directed by Jonathan Millett and Carrie Mernian, uh, the director team who gave us Cooties uh, from 2014 and uh, Bushwick, um, another film from 2017. Uh, Becky. uh, Becky stars Lulu Wilson. Now, Lulu Wilson is a 15-year-old actress who you may recognize from The Haunting of Hill House, or Annabelle Creation, or Ouija Origin of Evil. Uh, 
she has stood out on all of those films. I think she's a oh. great young actor. Uh, it also has Joel uh, McHale. What's her name? What's her Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel McHale plays her father. Uh, but the... Uh, I don't know if it's stunt casting, but uh, playing outside of his Paul Blart Q-Zone is Kevin James playing a white supremacist who just escaped from jail. Really? Yes. That's not her. And he has a giant, um, a giant swastika tattooed on the back of his head, and uh, all this. Uh, what is happening? He he. We're, sorry, I'm sorry. Trying we're trying to. to uh, you want to look up her? I think I think Amanda Bruegel. Yes, she plays the stepmom. He's trying to find the Instagram. Of <laughs> <laughs> so Becky plays uh, this thirteen-year-old. Uh, whose mother just passed away and Joel McHale plays her father. Who's just trying to survive uh, with this child. Who's very angry at the world because her mother's died and her father's seeing this woman and they go to this house, uh, this lake house that they thought they were going, that Becky thought they were going to sell after her mother died. But uh, her father surprised her and let her know that, Hey, we're going to keep the house. But, uh, Rolling up the driveway at the same time was the new stepmom. And so Becky flees. She goes to this little uh, this little cabin that they've got in the backyard and the, on the property. And while that happens, Kevin James escapes from jail along with three other white supremacists. And they are looking for a key that belongs in this house. Uh, we don't know what the key belongs to. We don't know what the key is. Uh, But we know that Becky took the key and no one else knows this and um, chaos ensues for this pursuit of the key. Now, I will say this movie is essentially a 13 year old fucking up all of these Nazis. Uh And so if 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 you if there needs to be a suspension of belief here and once you just go along with the ride. I had a blast. Well, I imagine it's thing. just like Home Alone or something, right? Very similar. Okay. Very similar. And all right, don't ruin anything. I, I won't okay. because I, I I had so much fun watching this. I will say some of the best, most satisfying practical effects. Okay, cool. I've seen in one ridiculous scene, and I I want to tell you so bad, but I don't want to spoil. Yeah, don't anything. don't tell me. I will say. I will just say this. Ugh. Now, let me turn my headphones uh, off. <laughs> a cutting board is involved. Okay, it's fine. It's you, great. You sold me. Fantastic. I, I, I really had a fun time with it. And uh, I, I will say that um, the editing and the pacing of this and the beautiful transitions. And the, there was a clear juxtaposition that they did at the beginning of the movie where Becky is in uh, junior high, high school, mm-hmm. and they... Uh, Quick cuts juxtaposition with Kevin James in the prison yard, going back and forth, and the similarities. Blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. And uh, I, beautiful transitions. I, I really enjoy the editing in this. And uh, it's it's a breeze in ninety minutes. It's fun. It's fast paced. I had a blast with Becky, and very satisfying kills. I will tell you, Lulu doesn't stand a chance if her only anchor to reality and emotional support is Joel McHale. Uh, what a fucking <laughs> awful situation to have that sociopath be I'll tell your you last what, though, family member. Joel, Mc, Joel McHale <laughs> plays the nicest dad in the Look world. Look at that. I, so I pulled up a picture. I got to start putting them up on the, the blog again or something. 
He looks like a fucking psychopath. He, he looks like the villain right here. I'll tell you what, though. Looks. Yeah. Now, yeah, look at that. He's tucked up that upper lip, and he's just showing <laughs> his little gopher teeth. He's showing his canines, which yeah. is, he's got a mouthful of I'll shark I'll tell you teeth. what, though. Uh, Joe McHale did a fine job in this. I believe it. I, I Joe McHale did a fine it, job. It looks like Chris Hansen's just going to walk out. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'll tell you, Kevin James plays this straight, man. He plays it straight, and he's he's sort of scary. Oh, well, oh, so Jasadi was looking up uh, an actress on Instagram. You didn't get to see Kevin James. Wait, Kevin. Oh, Dude, shit. Dude, wait, hold on. There's a look Bruh, at him. That's Kevin James. That's Kevin James. Bro, I'm not going to lie. King, uh, the King of Queens is one of my uh, favorite. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, one of my favorite. It's a great show. Kevin, that's interesting to see. Kevin James is. Kevin James is one of the greatest comedic performers of his time. I I, I yeah, think Kevin James is uh, hilarious. And um, I, I think he does a pretty good job in this. He looks he looks the part. Damn. Yeah. Now, uh, go back to the cast here. There's a guy who is one of the largest human beings I've ever seen in my <laughs> life who has um, he's one of. The, uh, yes. Robert uh, Malier. Is he oh, plays Apex. Could you please click on that? Yeah. Guy? yeah. I want to know more about him. <laughs> He's one of the largest human beings His face oh, is large. I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, Pacific Rim. And he plays 300. He was the uber immortal, a.k.a. giant in if, 300. If there are certain, again, I had so much fun in this, I'm willing to forgo some of the weaker points in the script. And I think that his character development is on the weaker side of that. I just felt that was a little too easy. And it was an, that was the easiest road for our um, protagonist to get past him because he is a mountain of a human being. Um, however, I, I, I did like his, uh, he, he played Frankenstein in a uh, monster brawl who, uh, you remember that interview we did with uh, Jesse Thomas cook. Do you remember that? That mm-hmm. was the one where we, uh, there was a school or a school. There was the mall shooting with Chuggy. And then we were talking to him and the lead actress and she had a delay. Oh yeah. That was a brutal one. Brutal. And he's a cool director. I, you know, we got to get him on the show again. He was smoking a joint in Canada and the, uh, the lady was, uh, just formerly pregnant and had a delay. And that interview was rough. Yeah, it was tough. Do you remember that one? Just delay, like- there was a phone delay. Oh, so th- we were talking to two people in two different countries. Oh, shit. And then she was getting the questions like four seconds late and would answer halfway through the other. Oh, <laughs> it was rough. And we had helicopters overhead. <laughs> Chuggy was watching a spider verse getting shot at. <laughs> Again, he did survive that shooting. Good job, Chuggy. So it's kind of like uh, when news anchors text it to the reporters. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Except there was no video component. And one of them was smoking yeah, a joint. Um, so just to confirm, Amanda Bruegel, who I thought from that one screenshot looked very good. I saw her on Instagram and she has a lot, a lot, a lot of plastic surgery. Oh. Um, and I'm out. What okay, is plastic surgery worse than face tuning? Face tuning. Face tuning. Have you guys never heard that? She it's, got Botox. No. Um face tune is equivalent to auto tune, just uh looks, not voice. So it's like you Photoshop it. That up. was the worst explanation what? I've ever heard. <laughs> you mean Photoshop? <laughs> no, face tuning's a term. Oh, look at that. God. Look at her smiling. Yeah. Uh, see, no, you know what? That that shows uh she's so, got the high gums. That means inbred. 
Okay. <laughs> Y'all, you know, what is this? Fucking decline of Western civilization over here? Y'all toxic nails? Nah, belittling women on the uh, interwebs? All right, I'm back. Oh, what is that? Looks good. Oh, it's the Handmaid's Tale. I'm not oh, that's it. the chick from... Uh, Everything. Invisible it's Elizabeth Man. Moss. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. So Becky, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, also, Randy, to go back, what did you what did you letterbox painted bird? Three and a half. Oh, oh the Randy, that's you're low. that's a Randy ballpark. No, that's actually kind of like normal. It's it means average. he liked it. Randy, uh, have you ever given a five? Probably. Yeah. I don't think recently though. Yeah, because you haven't seen cats. So that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, negative five for cats. Oh, don't be a dick. Briefly, I want to talk about uh, one of the better uh, television shows I've seen in quite some time. And yes, it's British Baby. British Baby. I'll look that up. Uh, this was not a Brit box, as unfortunately I have canceled my membership to Brit box. Commitment issues. A hundred percent. But I had to watch this show, uh, which I have heard about and uh, not sure when season two comes out. I believe this year. Not sure when, uh, but I just ripped through all of season one, finished it this morning. Uh, Year of the Rabbit. All right. Starring Matt Berry, um, who you may recognize from the IT crowd or may recognize most notably from the television series What We Do in the Shadows as Laszlo. Uh, Year of the Rabbit, he plays a Victorian London copper, um, and every episode, there's an ongoing uh, bit throughout, but they, they run into different killers uh, throughout London um, in every episode, but there's one uh, stream that carries the whole season through and ties everything together. Uh, hilarious. Hilarious show. Uh, I haven't laughed out this loud in, uh, in quite some time. Uh, Matt Berry is, is great. He, he does his thing. Um, but he's, he has a certain cadence. He has a certain, the toast of London. Yes. We got an so, elephant man. So uh, the elephant man is a huge part of this show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant man sort of plays his, uh, CI. He's, okay. a, he's his informant. And if he needs information on the street, he goes to the no, I'm not uh, elephant man a snitch. Go back, <laughs> go back, go back to the elephant man and find out who plays him because I, I don't know. I haven't looked into this and I wanted to because uh, whoever plays it does a fantastic job. So the uh, the way that they portray John Merrick as the elephant man, he is this flamboyant uh, performer who is working with all the other freaks in London, and he is the guy. And he's running all the shows, and he is very demanding, and just a prima donna and an asshole. And he's so good. Uh, I love what they did with uh, bringing in John Merrick as a part of uh, this show. And um, man, just a funny, funny show. Joseph Merrick? Yeah, that's him. Okay. David Dawson. Yeah, that guy. Click on that. He doesn't quite look like an elephant, man. He's fantastic. (laughs) He's fantastic. Oh, he was in Luther. Never saw that. Uh, yeah. So, Year of the Rabbit, uh, please check this out. It's a fantastic show. I had to sign up to a streaming site that I've already forgotten the name of it uh, to watch it. <laughs> um, but it's a great show. Very much looking forward to season two for Year. Wait, really? You signed up to That's a new right. thing? Yeah, it's free trial. And you don't know what it's called? I forgot. 
Is it a British thing? <laughs> no, it's like Zapso or something. I don't know. <laughs> how many how many days in this child? Seven days. You uh, seven days. <laughs> uh swapping out swapping out emails. Yeah, come on. Whatever you need. No, I'm saying like no, I'm saying for you, like Yeah, to extend the trial, are you using multiple let me, emails? Let me let me explain something to all of quick answer, no. That's way too much work. Do you know how hard I work at this desk of my nine to five? You understand? Five ninety nine is nothing to me. Oh, you understand? Oh, yeah, me. Nothing. Yeah. I don't. I don't fucking. I fucking flick my crab infested brow at that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! I can't. Be- I still can't believe that you saw the crabs on her eyebrow. <laughs> That's not the worst thing that comes up in that show. And that podcast is great. Martyr Made. You're the rabbit. Hilarious. Mr. You, Perkins. What year were you born? 1980 and six. What year is that? What animal owns that year? I'm, I, I'm, I'm a tiger. <laughs> you said that so proud. <laughs> El Tigre. All right. All right, Meow. Tony. I hated that shit because I was, my year is the year of the monkey. <laughs> Dude, it's what? <sighs> Come on, no, you gotta. That's that some what year? What year? Right what year are you born? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Your little baby. I yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, I, I filed for three dependents on my taxes when you were born. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so are you claiming the, the the fine Chinese people? Started an ancient tradition to make a weak racist comment against you. <laughs> <laughs> against me personally. Yeah. <laughs> they waited all these years. No, I, dude, I think I'm a uh, year of the, uh, what is it, ox or bull? I know I'm a Taurus too, so I'm double cow folk. What year were you born, Russell? 85. So what do I put in? China? I don't know. <laughs> Watch out, you'll end up on a TikTok hit list if you search yeah. that, so don't do it. Randy, did you delete your TikTok app? TikTok? Yeah, never yeah. sign up for it. Worse than YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Russell, you are an ox. I'm an ox, okay. Randy, what year were you born? 88. Damn, y'all all 80s. I am a baby. It's the best decade. Oh, Randy, you're a dragon. Hey. Okay. Bring <laughs> that fire, baby. Uh, what is a dragon personality? Ambitious, <laughs> energetic <laughs> leadership. Fuck. Well, so yeah. what happened there, Randy? Uh, they actually got it wrong. It's not year of the dragon. It's year of uh, people who are dragon, like dragging on oh, ambition oh, and all those things. <laughs> Look, it went to his head. Now he's telling jokes. You shouldn't have told. Ah, him. Now we do have an update here. According to the Chinese Zodiac compatibility rules, people born in the year of the dragon could get along well with the rooster, rat, and monkey people. <laughs> well, you say it that way, and I, you know, <laughs> you, you, they you, closed. <laughs> they closed when they said monkey, monkey people. Okay, when you put it that way, I, I have to side with Kasadi. <laughs> yeah, we're going to war with China. You're going to yeah. pay for that. All right, now Kasadi. All right, so you uh, move. I brought it upstairs for you in case you wanted to look at it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I do own a copy, although I've never watched it. So, oh, that's a nice ass cover too. Um, so her Slayer victim, uh, what was <laughs> Slasher victim, Slasher victim six six. Have you ever looked him up? 
No, I was too afraid to. Okay. I feel like he would find a way to track my. my Dude, I am not strokes. joking. If you want to be murdered for, do we know cinema, what he looks like? Obviously, we don't know. Under the mask. Uh, oh, have, he's wearing a mask. Oh, he's he's got a bunch of different ones. But anyway, yeah, I didn't mean to detract. Um, so yeah, so I was listening to that podcast, and uh, it was really interesting. But n- one of the names of the movies that he gave was the movie Dead and Buried by uh, who directed this. Looks like a uh, Gary Sherman. Gary Sherman. And uh, yeah, so I went to check that out. It's on Amazon right now. So um, I checked it out. And it is a very strange movie. Because <laughs> I didn't, I don't like when I go to watch movies, I don't read the description. I just click and, you know, I just go. And you go uh, in blind? I go in blind all the time. I, I don't even like watching trailers anymore. Even in new movies. I, I get I just, that. Clark, you started off with the Legend of Bo Diddley documentary short. Hey. Oh, I'd watch that. I know you would. I like Bo Diddley. Um, wait, did, he did Vice Squad. Uh, yeah. Oh no, he, he acted in Vice Squad. What was he in Vice Squad? Where are you seeing? Right, that? go down. The sec- third from I think fourth we just from... need to watch Vice Squad. Again. No, up, up. Vice oh Squad. no, no. Um, that's directing he credit. Direct- oh, he directed Vice Squad. There you go. Uh, look at that. You, no. you got it. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, so I could, I could definitely, yeah, it had, it had that, but so we started, so we start out, um, it's strange because like, so we, we follow this, uh, photographer and he's like shooting on the beach. It's like, okay, cool. And, uh, he meets this, like, you know, this fine ass girl. And he's like, oh, okay. And like, let me take some photos of you. And they're like chopping it up back and forth. And like, let me pick them crabs out of your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, uh. And so, like, you know, going into this blind, I'm not knowing what's going on. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, it, it's just they're flirting back and forth and he's taking pictures. She's like, oh, do you think I'm sexy? And he's like, yeah. He's like, she's like, you think I'm a good model? Like, yeah, yeah. And and then, then she goes to like, do you love me? Uh, and it's like, huh? So that was already a red flag to me. He <laughs> is just thinking with his dick with the camera. I'm already know. It's like I'm, I'm a photographer myself, and you gotta separate that, like mentally. Like if you're shooting, you know, a fine woman, you can't you can't just be thinking with your dick. You know what I mean? Because you're on so, the clock. You on, exactly, and it's got the, the yeast. So oh my god, you on the you on the clock, so she can't get on the cock. There you go, Randy. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, so he's like, you know, flirting with her. And she's like, she takes, then she uh, takes her titties out. Oh. And so we like, okay, all right, this is in the golden house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, immediately, uh, as soon as she does that, I think he tries to go into like grab her titties. All these men pop out with cameras and start taking, it starts like taking this picture. La paparazzi? And yeah, that guy, that guy. Uh yeah, so like they they're taking this picture and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" So I'm thinking like, "Okay, they trying to like watch some this like some cuckold shit going on." <laughs> and uh, no, they tie him up to a pole and they set him on fire. Oh, okay. And they're man? taking pictures and filming while this is happening. So this basically this town. It's like this small little town. Now, don't they, ruin nothing. Oh yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, this isn't gonna ruin anything. But they're 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 basically you start off where they're like killing people, like these random people. And even though it's 1981, we still you yeah. Know, for those of, like me that own the movie, haven't watched it. Uh, it's 
So yeah, it, it it's very strange. They um they kind of end off with this like weird cheesy like twist. Uh, that I'm not gonna tell. You. Yeah, see that where he's pouring this. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's just the dynamics like the characters have. Like I could see why he it was the same director from Vice Squad because it kind of throws you off a little bit. Um, you don't expect it. It like the characters aren't what you would normally see in a horror film. Like back in that time where normally like it would be like a very cheesy or like it, it's it feels like real people okay you know yeah what I mean? like well, in Vice Squad, Squad it felt like it felt real like those cops didn't feel like oh we're playing these like cops it's like no I'm, I'm dealing with some shit right now <laughs> yeah like complicated well yeah. uh fleshed out characters exactly yeah I so are we dealing with like a town in Dead and Buried it's given yeah. it's obviously giving like cult vibes just looking at it briefly but it also kind of looks like the fog where yeah. we're like, we got like a coastal town and yeah, it's a small, yeah, it's a small, um, coastal town and they, uh, yeah. So we're dealing with the town We're we're focused on one main character, the police officer. Um, Oh, and you're kind of, you're calling, you're kind of like figuring out this town with him because he's not, he's, he's not, uh, he's not from the town. He's a police officer that was sent in from the big city. So everyone in the town knows him as the big city cop that comes in. So it is kind of like the Wicker Man. Have you ever, you haven't seen I've the Wicker Man, seen huh? Wicker Man. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, the one you motherfucker, Christopher Lee. <laughs> Go to the original the one. Original. Don't yeah, don't do don't do that. Also, have you listened to Scary Thoughts yet? Yeah, I, I heard the episode of a girl walks home alone at night. Okay, and I think they give us some love in that one too. So and th- there is another episode. Uh, where they're talking about like a Lovecraft film. I like Scary Thoughts. Scary Thoughts is hella dope because they like they take a they take a deep dive in movies and make me think about things I wasn't necessarily thinking about. Yeah, a couple of smart dudes, well read. Uh yeah. they do an episode on the Wicker Man mm-hmm. and they uh yeah, that that will get you geared up for it. They oh, okay. I mean, they go obviously you got to spoil a movie when you're going that hard on it. Yeah. But um I'll probably watch it first and then watch it because it. I mean right here just reading this uh Dead and Buried set in a small coastal town where after a series of gory murders committed by a mobs of townspeople against visiting tourists, the corpses begin to come back to life. They, okay, so, now don't don't dispute yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that's, gonna I'm not gonna say anything, but okay. it's just like that's pretty much the movie. <laughs> like you're not gonna get anything more than that. Cool. I'm uh, my brief encounter with this film was uh, me and Oksana were sitting around. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, we should watch a movie. And it's like how about this one? I've owned it forever. I, I think I own it on DVD and Blu-ray. We put it on, and it's one of those moments where it's like, oh shit, this thing's actually filmed really well, and it it's good in a way we weren't expecting. Yeah. And I now realize that I'm very tired. And it was, we looked at each other we're like, we got to turn it off. Like, if it were a lesser movie, we would have just powered through it. All right. I guess the segment is over as Clark brings a bag of chips get, to a fucking yeah, okay, podcast. Uh, it's COVID, bro. <laughs> I'm immune. There you go. I'm like uh, that little girl in Last of Us 2. Oh, oh spoiler. Alert. That's too topical for... Uh, oh, you don't play... <laughs> I played. I was talking about how I got fired today from Vanderbilt All University. Right. No, no, no. You cannot. This isn't a fucking. Uh, what do they call it? <laughs> Mukbang. Yeah. I don't want to hear you chewing into the damn mic. Do you? What's up with the, like that? Is the weirdest. In, in like my nieces watch that, and they're like little kids. They watch I Mukbang. I don't get it. So, Josadi, I subscribe to a YouTube channel that I actively hate. Watch. It's 
I, I'm not a big proponent of hate watching, but for whatever reason, I have to watch every video that this guy does, and it's awful. He's just he's just super lame. He's a fifty something year old guy Canadian guy who reviews fast food restaurants. And he did a series where he did um he would go through uh truck stops in the US. He would fly to uh Austin outside of Austin, Texas, uh, to the world's biggest truck stop. Bucky's is the place in Texas. Oh, I I think you there was an episode where you were talking about that and I Googled yeah, I, I watched the YouTube. It was a big yeah, it was the world's biggest truck stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so I checked it out. He he does this thing. Now he's done a couple mukbang challenges and they're just awful. And like he talked about he made this one thing at McDonald's that he called the McGangbang. Yeah. And it's just I've heard I've been heard about the McGang. Yeah, but it's uncomfortable to hear this. <laughs> very lame 55 year old Canadian guy talk about the McGangbang and he does he'll he his latest one he did he went to a McDonald's in Canada um and he camped out there for 24 hours in his car now this is act this is this is in covid covid where he's camped out in his VW uh SUV for 24 hours in the parking lot. And he just was like, uh, mate, so I got some steps in, did some laps around this uh, shopping mall, and uh, everything's closed. So he's just sitting in his car and then walking for a few hours and then ordering various things from McDonald's for 24 hours. And his, I ju- he's just so lame. And then like he provides no insight to anything. <laughs> but yeah, he's done mukbang. I can't get behind the mukbang. And then there's that one mukbang girl who's clearly uh, so yeah. being kidnapped. Oh, um, I heard about that. I see, man, yeah. Uh, there's there's is that a, like a fetish? Is is that like borderline kidnapping like girls or mukbang? Well, I mean, kidnapping girls has been America's pastime. <laughs> but um, uh, hey, we we ship them out of state. It's one of our big exports. Oh yeah. And now, imports. while you were uh, talking, I looked up. Oh, why is mukbang popular? Well, not only do viewers take pleasure in watching someone indulge in a visual sense, many fans have become invested in the ASMR component of a mukbang, which stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. What this means is that audiences interested in ASMR take satisfaction listening to people slurp, chew, and emit, uh, I don't know, eating noises. Yeah. The, the, uh, Mastication. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, they're gross as fuck. I can't do it. Uh, Again, Nexpo is a channel on YouTube. He covered a, uh, he, he does like creepy internet stuff, which a bunch of people do. And he covered a conspiracy about a mukbang girl who was apparently being held captive mm. and uh, pleading for help through uh, subtle. Uh, so, yeah, well, it's it uh, Morris code. Morse and there code. was like some, you know, I capitalized help. And yeah. It, oh, yeah. it's really interesting. I don't believe it. She showed uh, you don't see her face, but like you could see she had bruises on her. Yeah, it's fine. I, you know, it's hard to find that video and we should stop talking about it. Yeah. Mukbangs are gross. I couldn't find um, that guy that you were talking about, your YouTube Canadian boy. Do you know his name? Yeah. You don't want to plug him. That's fine. Yeah. It's kind of mean. What's you've played. We've played his audio on the show before. Have we? Yeah. When he was, I don't want to, he was in beavers or whatever. Bucky's. Bucky's. There we go. Oh yeah, that's right. And then we played the awkward interaction with the, yeah, the guy working there. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all fair. Okay, I'm not trying to blow up his spot. I can, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a subscriber. He's gonna get our Jasadi bump, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who only will take video recommendations from slasher victim. So, yeah. dude, 
we got to get slasher victim on the show. All right. Yeah. So um. Yeah. The it, but it, it was shot very well. Um. Yeah. That movie's dope. Dead and buried. It's just the ending was kind of like '90s cheesy. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say too much bad stuff because I don't want slasher victim to come up here and kill me because I didn't like. It's the Golden House. Hey, did you download his book? No, nah, where's it? So that's on the website. So, so I got. I got a. I haven't watched real or real. It doesn't matter. Too. Um, if you go to <laughs> reels, free on there too. Oh, for it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you go to realstore.net, again, we're, we're plugging it because this dude is a fucking maniac. Oh, uh, he hit a thousand subscribers. Good job. Hey. Um, if you go to the, the shop, he's got that book that he wrote the cover in blood and he hand wrote all the entries. It's the Goodness. 50 movies that inspired me to be the greatest director ever. It's free. Oh, so it's a so if you go if you go there and add it to the cart, you can yeah download okay, it. And then I, you may, I'm sure he actually writes about Dead and Buried in there. So that that might be interesting. Have you got it? No, and mainly because I want to buy that shirt off of him that says "Real No God No Life Fame." Fame. I just, just want to walk around and wear that. Yeah, I'll get all the weird looks like Jasadi gets in his Murder Death Korea Town shirt. Oh yeah. Uh funny you wore that today. I almost wore that today, but then uh, tried it on and realized it was a large, and Daddy needs an extra large. Really? Days. So, boy, what happened? You your weight fluctuates so much. Yeah. Sometimes you come downstairs. I'm like, what? You got a treadmill in your room? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, because you look thin, and it's like, oh, not in the past four months. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because you need to share it with me. And then you come down, and you're like, I'm bulging out of my shirts. I can't. I'm too big. And it's like, well, yesterday you looked great. I know. It's weird. What's happening? My face. I'm, I tell you right now, <laughs> my life is changing because of that stupid mirror in my room, and I repositioned my bed. Oh, you got it. And now <laughs> I have to see myself all the time. I'm disgusting when I eat my fat, stupid body. I, I, I. This is terrible. I'll tell you. <laughs> so now your bed's set up like my bed is. Yeah. And if the doors are both closed, you know you you're in bed and you see the fucking mirror. So it's a rule in our room. I'm like, Oksana, you cannot leave that door closed. I don't want to be looking at myself, right? So then when she closes it, I'd legitimately get mad. I'm like, what are you trying to do here? Ruin my like life? Shut that damn thing. I don't need to see a mirror of me. It's, it's bad. What's wrong with looking at yourself? I mean, if it was better. Love, to, you got to love yourself. If That's true. <laughs> Teach me how. <laughs> You can you can love you can, yourself and still hate it at the same time. <laughs> it's an art I've been uh, doing for a while. Love and hate's the same thing, Josadi. It is. It's the same thing. Love Randy, your hate. thoughts. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pl- there's. There, I don't know. I got a lot of shit I got to work out. I clearly got body dysmorphia. I'm looking in the mirror. I don't know who the fuck that. It's weird. Then I watch horror movies and you know, cry. Well, speaking of horror movies, you got any? Yeah, I got one. Um. So last week, I covered uh, the the Amityville Part Four, which was the Evil Escapes. Now I feel like I, as Clark would put it, I buried the lead, and I should have shown you what the fucking lamp looked like. I should have just looked it up. So I did this time. Uh, if I can find it, there we go. Show That's that the lamp. goddamn lamp. That's a nice looking lamp. It's fucking it's a dumb creature. as hell looking. Where's a creature? The- <laughs> So that's the lamp daddy. That looks like um what's uh what's the uh the thing from Star Wars? <laughs> no. Mysterio from yes, Spider-Man. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. 
Anyway, yeah. So The Evil Escapes from 1989 was the movie I talked about last time. It was made for TV. Uh, it was also it was written and directed by the guy who wrote the original Amityville Horror. And um, we can't forget, he also wrote um, True Grit, A Further Adventure, the made-for-TV movie, and uh, a movie called Shark Kill, which was a clear Jaws ripoff. I don't know what that was. I also think that was made for TV. But um, this week, I'm on to the next video. Uh, I believe this is part six in the Amityville so horror you're, you're going in uh, chronological. I'm going in... Well, I skipped one because it's not part of the box set. Uh. The box set is all cursed items. So this week, it's a direct-to-video in the 90s. And it's the, the title is... Here, let me grab it. Amityville, 1992. It's about time. <laughs> it's a hell of a title, I know. Now, don't read anything from that. The from title that so- sounds like the slug line. Well, the title sounds just as dumb as the last one. Now, I should mention that last week, um, Sander Stern had the movie end with a, a freeze frame of a cat with glowing eyes. Freeze frame. And his idea was, you know, all these horror movies, they have endless franchises. I kind of made a definitive ending to this movie. I need to have a reason to have another a follow-up. And he's like, I thought the evil cat would be it. And the evil cat will go to a family, and then, bam, we're back in it. Um, well, they made another movie. They didn't even tell him. Then they made four more movies and didn't even tell him. No evil cat. So he had no idea. I guess when he was approached for the interview, he was like, oh, there's more? Like, yeah, he had no idea. So the next one, Amityville 1992, it's about time, is part six. And um, so is the, there time travel? So, Ooh. so yes, the cursed item is a clock. Hell yeah. And we, yeah, we lead off with a bad pun, right? Also, if you're a horror fan, you know that the 90s are kind of the dark age. Like, it wasn't a great time. Uh, currently, we're rediscovering it. I know um, Shockwave's podcast, they talk a lot about the 90s. They almost make it a point to point out good films or overlooked ones from the 90s. Anyway, there's a Clark. Do you are you familiar with this guy? I only know him as the dad from um, uh, Monster Squad. Steven mocked. I don't know if, if he comes out of horror at all. You, you don't know his face. Okay. I was going to make an argument that the only um, name you might know is uh, the lead from Graveshift, Stephen Mock. He, he plays the dad in this film. Um, wait, let me see that. I want to read the setup from the, the Blu-ray. So, uh, 1992, it's about time. Jacob Sterling, a hotshot architect, has just returned home from his latest business trip, back to the placid Southern California suburb in which he lives. Um, he's got a surprise, though. An old, ornate old clock he resurrected out of a soon-to-be-demolished mansion in Amityville, New York. With the clock newly placed on Sterling's mantle, he and his family begin to change, ever so slightly at first, into something evil and very deadly. And soon a malevolent force starts to make its presence known throughout the quiet suburban community, winding its gears to bring about a seemingly unstoppable demonic force. This movie... I was, I was trying to think of a way that I could portray the moody atmosphere in this straight-to-video film that should have really, you know, you don't come into a film like this and expect anything good. And uh, when the clock first appears and they put it on the mantle and everybody leaves, it does this kind of like Hellraiser thing where some claws come out of the back of it and it digs into the foundation of the house and like bolts itself down. 
and it's cool looking like it's a cool practical effect and it's hard to describe other than by calling it like hellraiser-esque which makes sense because it was directed by tony randall who uh he did visual effects on Galaxy of Terror, 1981. If you haven't seen that, Clark, you should watch it. You particularly would like it. What? He did Saturday the 14th. Do you know that film? No. The comedy horror? That's a good one, too. He also did uh, special effects on Escape from New York. And he uh, directed Hellraiser 2, Hellbound. Now, I'll tell you, if you know the palette of a Hellraiser movie, it's all here. This film we're doing again. We got the nuclear family. The dad returns home. Um, him and his wife are long divorced, and for some reason, he has his ex-girlfriend, like not wife, ex-girlfriend watching his family while he's gone. <laughs> Instantly, they, uh, he convinces her to stay the night, and they have a very 90s sex scene, where uh, what I mean by that is it's very dark. Kinda- en- Enya's playing in the background? No, no, not like, it's more of a like uh, uh, public domain uh, piano score. And uh, it's actually kind of like the room. Anyway, we got a panning camera. We got a uh, dude on the bottom, of course. We're missionary. Uh, blankets are covering up the girl uh, up above her waist because Wait. the butt has not the butt revolution has not happened yet in the nineties. Oh. Uh, so, so she's very well endowed up top. Everybody's drenched in buckets of sweat. Well, she's got a dick. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she doesn't have crabs in her eyebrows <laughs> anyway uh, so yeah and you know she stays the next day and people are doing stuff this movie is so well made uh we we have a daughter who there's a pretty girl she's a pretty daughter and she's uh you know exp- she's becoming a woman in high school the son is a, a metalhead who uh has a disconnect with his father great representation of what it would be like to be a uh like some shitty. Did you relate to that character? Yeah, kind of. Where it's kind of like, oh, you know, I'm um, I'm not connecting well with you, so I'm putting up walls, and it's kind of your job to break them down. Something Trump did not do. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another thing I failed to mention: both of these films, neither of them take place in the Amityville house, but what they clearly went out of their way to do is find an exterior shot of a building that kind of had like predator eyes. Like, you know, like humans, we have two uh, front-facing eyeballs. We do? Yeah, well, you know, like deers or cows have them on the side of their... Okay. Yeah. So they look for houses that look like this. I know, yeah, right over. <laughs> and um, it, it feels like there's a lot of effort going into that. Because look across the street, none of these houses fucking look like that. So then you get the kind of like, the dad's an architect, because of course he has to be. Anyway, doesn't matter. So Jasadi walked in at this point. When I was uh, refreshing on the movie mm-hmm. and he got to see the dad uh, next day going for a nice jog. He criticizes a neighbor for not having her German shepherd on a leash mm. and he's jogging. Somehow he ends up in the industrial area of town. He's looking at his, his watch and he's turning around and she's there with the dog. And he's like, oh, well, what the hell are you doing over here? There's not even a road. It's very rural. He's enjoying a jog. And uh, she lets the dog off the leash. And it tears into his calf. He tries to climb a chain link fence. It doesn't help. There's a shot of him punching the dog in the face. <laughs> fighting. Now, this could be funny, especially straight to video. But I will tell you, Tony Randall has got, he's got control of the narrative in this movie. And it, it takes a very serious tone here. And no, that was the, creepy as hell. Right? And the first inkling of like the horror creeping into this uh, American family is body horror, which is really weird coming from this, like from an Amityville angle. 
but uh, he's got a wound on his on his calf that just will not heal, and it's pussing, and he starts spiraling out of control. He's an architect, so he's got one of those like little um, dioramas, like in Beetlejuice, you know, where they have like the little town, and he's just getting all fucking weird with it. At the same time, there's a beautiful scene where the son is uh, at during breakfast is talking about this inappropriate um, story where a lady was eaten by her poodle where she died and the poodle, you know, eventually got hungry and started eating her. Yeah. Well, while he's talking about it, he, he wanders into the next room to get oh, something. A tracking shot. Yeah. One tracking shot. He goes into the, the front room and um, he's talking. He looks at the clock and he comes back and it's nighttime and everybody's gone. And the ex-girlfriend who's still there is in her bathrobe. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And he was just like, what? what? And he lost time. Beautifully done. Again, Tony Randall has complete control over this film. And I kept thinking about the movie we talked about last time Jafsadi was here. You should have left. And how they could not get this shit right. Uh. So this movie is like sexy, scary. Um, you care about the family. The clock shit is actually very good. And um, it's not like a one note pony or one trick pony where we're just one doing I note know, pony. where we're just doing the same like time gag over and over. Yeah. Everything is different. Um, there's a bit where the uh, the sun is turning off the light to the room, and it it changes the interior of the room. It looks like a medieval room. The clock's still there over a fireplace, but everything else is different. Very Hellraiser. Um, I. I am a hundred percent when I say this. It is the best Amityville horror movie I've ever seen. Wow! I don't like the franchise. I really fucking like this movie better than the Ryan Gosling one from two thousand. I did see that one in the theater, <laughs> and I will tell you uh, for a long time. No, not Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. And I will tell you for a long time, our old DM, the one we don't play with anymore, who I love, uh, he described that film as. Man, Ryan Reynolds got his shirt off the whole movie. Yes. And we just would not let that die. This was also he doesn't have his shirt off the whole movie. It's just the third act, which is awful. And that's a good example of why I fucking hate Amityville Horror. It's just it's fucking like weak ass shiny storytelling. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we're a family and the dad goes crazy and now he's trying to kill everybody. Boo. This movie's not that. And last week I was actually talking about the uh patriarchy at angle of this thing where you know the family didn't have a dad so they get surrogate dad from the the church this one's completely different jasadi and me were talking about it because this is a female lead it's the ex uh, girlfriend who's got kind of a precarious position being the ex-girlfriend but she also hooks up with a couple different men in this movie she also clearly cares about her own life but is still doing like she's got a lot of um uh she's got a lot of um I don't know. What's the word? She's a, um, she's got maternal instinct and she's guiding this family through a very hard time. And it's kind of a refreshing view of a female character. I would have never fucking expected this Amityville Horror 6. Yeah, she was like, she went from like very mothering. Cause I thought, remember when I came in late, like I thought she was their mom. Yeah. The kid's mom, but she isn't, but she's very mothering to them. But she also, uh, be fucking. <laughs> no, yeah. so, so Jasadi was like, Mom, do that. He was like, This bitch, because she brings over her current oh, yeah, boyfriend. She cucks. she cucks him. Yeah, so in the beginning of the movie, um, the dad convinces her to stay, but she's like, Hey, I'm seeing somebody. This isn't cool. But, you know, he, he kind of like manipulates her. I would say 
that's the traditional horror narrative where you kind of get the feeling like, I feel like she was playing him. And now she's bringing over her boyfriend. Who's like this hotshot professor guy. Who's trying to learn his son. Just thought he was just like, Oh, he mansplains her like a motherfucker. I fucking hate that. Dude. Dude, I'm, I don't know. This movie's so good. Uh, You should have left. They should have been taking notes watching this film. It would have made theirs better. And, um, it's the fucking best Amityville horror movie. Dude, if you want to watch it, we, we should watch it together. Plus, you don't have Kevin Bacon in skinny jeans with an iPhone. That with, image. Uh, two iPhones. <laughs> oh, two iPhones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, dude, I, I can't. I can't. I'm getting lost in a cellar for six hours. <laughs> I'm telling you. I So the reason I took a bunch of notes before this, because there's so much cool shit that happens in this movie. I didn't want to ruin it. Also, um, this film and the one from last week are both available on Tubi. For free to be uh to be and or not to be and sling if you have that i have so you, sling. you could str- you could stream them both i think tubi's got commercials right sling sling I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who is that fountains of wayne no no randy what pop punk I bullshit think, i think that's all american rejects swing swing <laughs> da, 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 da. Again, i could I'd be wrong it. love it i don't know it's a great film. It's about time they made a good Amityville horror movie. It, this ah, was a see what she did there. this was a good uh, a good buy for you from Severn. Was did you go in blind nope, nope, on this nope. box set? Hold, not Severn. Vinegar syndrome. Oh, vinegar syndrome. Yeah, you put that in the metadata too last week, and I went, oh, oh, did I? Yeah, did I you like, fix it? Yeah, I did. Okay, thank you. I'm, no, Severn, Severn, and vinegar syndrome have really become my go tos. I don't really fuck with Criterion anymore or Shout Factory, which. Um, you know, I say that and then I turn around and I go spend $400 on there. Yeah. Yeah. So I currently spent $250 from uh, that guy I always talk about, Raggy, the transplant from Florida to Finland who makes tabletop games. Oh, sure. Raggy. Raggy. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a Christian name. Uh, are, right, we, are you going to drop some, uh, some C notes on the Criterion sale? Is, is it over? Randy, how long is that going? I think to the end of the month. So we got another week or so. Oh fuck! But did Barnes and Noble shut back down again? Oh yeah, that's that's a good yeah, question. Or is this is only in store for the? Yeah, because I know uh, I think you, you can do it online too. Again. You do oh, it online. Okay. okay, I think Mall shut down again. You a collector, Jasadi? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into collecting. It's a couple movies. It's, it's addicting, dude. You're I behind know. the game in 2020 to just start collecting. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm. Probably- <laughs> <laughs> it's always it. You know. You should just start when you want to. I'm don't don't ever feel like you missed the boat. I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about stocks. Okay. And chicken stock, so beef stock. In Forrest Gump, when Forrest Gump is talking, you know, you know how the part of the story where um he invests in Apple and makes a ton of money. Yeah. If you would have left the that movie fruit company. If you would have left the theater right after watching that movie and invested. Oh yeah. You've been billionaire. It, it went up like a thousand times, yeah, really? but everybody left that movie and thought I missed it. Like, Oh man, if you would have invested right there, you'd be rich right now. Well, yeah. Cause Forrest Gump was what? 1994. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, the lesson there is just do it when you have the, you know, trust your instinct. No. Yeah. My mom had Apple stock like before Apple was even a known thing. And she sold out. I, I was oh. like, Mama. <laughs> Baba, we could. I could have been in there. I could have been. I could have been the one who got shot by Tory Lanes at Nars Plan. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! I was the, uh, 
me, uh, you may not care, but uh, rapper, rapper Meg The Stallion got shot by Tory Lanez. And they're hanging out with Kylie Jenner, and that's what Is happens. A, you just you come ha- home and talk about rapper death every time you come. No, home. she didn't <laughs> die. She's still alive. Her fine ass is still alive. But they're hanging out with Kylie Jenner. But that's what happens when you hang out with the Kardashians. So I, I'm just saying that if my mom would have kept that Apple stock, I could have been hanging out with the Kardashians and somehow got shot or been part of some yeah. fucked up. Look thing what happened with to the OJ. Kardashians. You know, you, exactly. you're a talented artist. But it bums me out because I could. I, what is burning? I could imagine you. Yes, yeah, I think that's a stroke you're having. <laughs> no, no, I smell that too. Yeah, it's some, it's some. 2020. We'll find out a meteor hit. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh, I smell it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're having a group stroke. <laughs> I hear a helicopter now too, dude. It's we're it's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call him. He might be getting shot at. I went through the mall. And I think it was open. My God. <laughs> We got to get that fool back in here, too. I wanted the pretzel. Anyway, you're a very talented artist, but I could totally see you hobnobbing with some weak-ass influencers. No, I, I mean, I'll I think do you'd it. have fun doing I it, I would too. do it just for the... I mean, okay, I used to live in LA, so I did oh, some oh. of that a little bit. I'm not going to name you. That's stupid. That's how no, no. Funny. You had a good story. Were you were working at, like, Subway and you, you Leonardo? Oh, that no, happened? no. Weird Al Yankovic? So I used to work at... <laughs> Weird Al... <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic is chugging Weird. to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Weird Al Yankovic. He's a good artist. I used to work at a Chipotle and we'll have like yeah, random man. celebrities come in. Like we had the guy, uh, we had Sal, uh, Better Call Sal. We had Sal. Oh, okay. Better Call Saul. Saul. I mean, Bob Odenkirk. Saul. <laughs> Saul. Uh, this is before Better Call Saul, but it was during uh, Breaking, yeah. Bad. Breaking Bad. And uh, he was he was really cool. We had Terry Crews came in and like they would How like Jack people. Hmm? It's like, <laughs> is he as big in person as he is oh, on camera? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's hella buff. That yeah. motherfucker's buff. And I was always the one who people, <laughs> like, everyone at my job would be too scared to, like, ask for, like, autographs and shit. So they always oh, force me. To, I, yeah. Oh, they what? Yeah, they'll have to get me. They're like, man, can you can you have Terry Crews sign this uh, uh, a bowl? You know, the burrito bowl that they give you? He, he gave me a, a Sharpie in the, oh, <laughs> in the bowl. God. And, like, can you have him sign the bowl? <laughs> Did you? Man, I did. Because everybody else was too scared. No, because I talked myself up because everybody else was too scared. They're like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm, man, stop being a punk. He a human being just like us. And so I walked out there like, do it there. like, oh, shit. All right. Like, hey, Terry Crews, my scary ass co-workers didn't, <laughs> didn't want to ask you. So, And he was, I mean, Terry Crews, is, he's yeah, a cool he ass dude. So. Yeah. So, um, but, so when I was in the line, so everyone noticed them. I saw, I, I love Leonardo. So like, <laughs> So they go through, they're going through the line. Leonardo's in the line. And at first, I noticed this dude that was standing next to him who's loud as fuck with a Bluetooth in his ear. And he's just talking, rambling, rambling on. And uh, Leo's just like in this low, has like this low cap, like hell, like, yeah. like you look like, like he's a in the uni- yeah, like like the Unabomber, like he's trying to hide some shit. He got bandages like the Invisible Man. <laughs> it basically, it's I feel a, like he's been doing coat. that look like every day since he was 14 yeah. years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like I'm like you know I'm putting the rice in the bowl and all this shit and I'm looking up and I'm like oh shit that's Lee and I like I'm mad at I'm like and he's looking at me and he just like smirks a little bit he's just like and then the, the dude is next to him I guess maybe it's like his agent or somebody but he's just like uh, he flashes yeah. a gun like he's, <laughs> no, he's like talking on the phone he looks at me he's like yeah and he's like Shh. I'm like the why the fuck are y'all on the line so I'm like all right so then he asked for 
I forgot if he got meat or not, but I forgot whatever it was. I was in a line. I just gave him extra, right? Oh. And so my coworker was just like, "That's too much." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, it's fuck. okay. It's already <laughs> done. It's already <laughs> done." <laughs> Trying to move it past. They're like, why are you doing that? Like, I'm about to get in trouble for this dude. I'm like, nah, it's good. It's Leo. This nobody, start- nobody in at the job knew it was Leo except me. And I was so pissed off. What no one seen the beach? Look, man. They're not Ninja Turtle fans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh basically, <laughs> I would I would hang out with them just ironically, but I wouldn't spend too much time with people like that because they're You're built life. for it. You got a great smile, good energy. They would eat you up and then you yeah, spit you out. Exactly. Because that's what the system does to <laughs> yeah. the working man. Exactly. High five. Sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did we do it? I think we did it. I don't know. How long? God oh, damn. God. Jesus. Actually, you know what? This is one of the shorter Overlook Hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No interview this week. We did two last week, so we're okay. All right. So let's make this longer and have Randy discuss uh, the ascent, the uh, World War II uh, Russian movie. <laughs> we could. <laughs> or not. Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. So we did, we put up two episodes last week. Uh, if you if you didn't hear the one with Eric Bress, like, check that out. It, it, part of it, it sounds like he was underwater. Yeah. <laughs> but again, when we when we talk through a publicist, it's a little bit tricky because I mean, we're in their court, and they don't know what they're doing. She was very nice, and Clark didn't offend her, so it was a win-win all around. <laughs> I wish we had the audio for that. Chris fucking deleted it, though. Chris, he can't do it. We talked right. about it on here. This nice girl, Maya, she's a publicist. We worked with her a few times. Why are we bringing this back up? Yeah, let's bring it up. Also, uh, yeah. <laughs> Clark was doing a mic check that said... Check, check, my dick, my ass, or okay, something. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, no. No, okay. So, let me, this is my story. I will tell it my way. Check, check, my dick. So, when, this, this is, was back when this you is was a, ratchet. This is, I feel no, like you're not no, ratchet no. enough. Look, this is a classic Clark little bit that I that is usually shared just between Russell, Randy, and myself. Whenever I do a mic check, and Randy can attest to this, I go test one, test two, testes, my dick. Penis, my butt. I would just say stupid stuff like that. So I was doing that with Chris, and he was recording it. And then we get on the line with Maya, the agent. Hold on, hold on. There's technical shit in here that I I know to this day you still don't know why this happened. Randy, when he was in studio, Mm -hmm. he could get audio out of his computer. So he wasn't he wouldn't be in our bay and he could hear the recording pure. Yeah. I can't figure out how to do that on my computer. Mm. So I have to hear it from the board. Yeah. So Chris recorded you saying that and played it back to test the audio levels when Maya got on the phone. Oh. So she said, Hey, hello. And then it said, My dick, my balls, <laughs> my ass. Yes. <laughs> No, no, it was not. No, it was not just my dick. It was suck my dick, <laughs> suck on my butt. Yes, yes, oh it was like God. it was like crank yanker. What? A very lazy, stupid. Hey, what if we just called somebody and said suck my dick? That's exactly what it was. That's why Chris is not allowed to be on this show. What the fuck? What did she say? Uh, Maya's. I, she, we, she had worked with us before, and I think she uh. <laughs> 
We just profusely, like aggressively apologized. Oh, and then we apologized to L. Callahan, who we had on for a 10 minute ten interview. Minute interview. We Callahan. spent six of it talking about that. Yeah. She's blown up. We can't get her anymore. Anyway. In <laughs> y'all's. So we're like, Maya, dude, we're so sorry. That was a play. She's like, oh, it's fine. And y'all and was never nervous heard, yeah, from never heard from her again. <laughs> y'all was nervous dude, about the, uh, oh, well, y- y'all was nervous about the Chattanooga. Uh, the, dude, I'm nervous you, about everything. Oh, yeah. I no, feel like I'm gonna let everybody down. When you typed in the wrong, uh, oh name, yeah, I did. Oh. Chattanooga <laughs> fart fest. Well, <laughs> I didn't want him to think that we had uh, that just finished. Fun, yeah. We'll finish an interview and then he got off and we're like, man, that guy fucking sucked. Yeah, because it was the complete opposite. We're sitting here like, how do we run a film fest? This dude is clearly doing it right, and we're doing it wrong. Yeah. And then, you know, like today in our Zencaster, uh, our name is uh, Bolly Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> you know, I would just put in dumb shit. And uh, yeah, I put Chatta. It was usually cuck related. We were trying to yeah. find a Chatta Cuckanooga, but we couldn't get a, couldn't get the good spelling. And then we Russ couldn't even spell Chattanooga. Chattanooga <laughs> fart fest. And that's pretty much what. Yeah, but it felt mean. Yeah, like he popped in too. Oh, yeah, that's what so, it was. So, like, here, I, I know <laughs> he, we can... He may or may not have. It doesn't matter. And we're wasting It's like time. this. And then imagine he pops in here, and then it's like, our name laughing. is just like, fuck <laughs> this dude. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I emailed him after, and I was just like, hey, dude, we love you, and uh, we're happy you were on the show. And I, I couldn't muster up the... I hope you didn't read that. Uh, yeah. Nah, he, he's probably cool about it. He's right. busy and better than us. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Josiah, thank you for coming. I'm glad to be here as always. <laughs> and uh, you can thank me for going. I don't know. I just want to. And then we, we do have an interview for next week, too. Yes, we do. I will not say who because it will fall through. Yep. That's usually how it works. But every time. Great interview. Hopefully. I think I've done it three times on here. where I'm like, this one's locked. I'm going to say it. And then. And then yep. Yeah. And yeah. we're bringing homework back. So. Oh, rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Randy, do you have? I uh, I, I want. I want to close on this. Can I read the Paul Schrader thing you sent me? There's a new (laughs) Schrader. More titties. Oh, okay. So Randy sent me. Randy, did you put this on Twitter? As I have, I didn't know. Okay. Uh, Was this on his Facebook? That he posted this, Randy Schrader. I think it was his last week. Yeah. If he's old, he has a Facebook. Okay. So he wrote, <laughs> I like that. Randy sent me this. Um, this is from Paul Schrader's uh, social media. Out of perverse curiosity, I filled out the form for a senior dating app called Silver Singles, but I didn't pay to join. In any event, I've received three requests to meet, all from men. I must have checked a wrong box somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what is this? What is, what is, is, that, a, is that a real site? Let's, yeah. What's up with this boy? Let's go. Let's go. I want to. Schrader, you doing okay? I feel like. No, have you heard him breathe? <laughs> he can't breathe. Well, I love Paul Schrader. Though. Maybe COVID could put him to bed for, you know. If he hadn't got COVID, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't. All right. All right. So uh, thank you to uh, everyone who listens. Thank you all to. Uh, thank you all to you. All you. Silver singles out there, uh, trying to trivia. look at God. That's not even human. Terry oh, no. Crews. That's, Terry I, Cruz. I need that. That's that's what I. Have you seen uh, that uh, John Henry? John Henry. His his action movie he made on Netflix that is is like two percent. Oh no, <laughs> I don't even have Netflix anymore. So I just canceled one of them. 
I think it was Netflix. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Lollipops. Boo.